Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here by Brandon and Logan. This is our second attempt at this because my dumbass forgot to plug in the mic <laughs> the first time. Um, but we're in, we're going to be discussing the Week 7 Power Rankings um, for the 2023 NFL season, as well as the recap going game by game. Same format as the last couple weeks. We, we appreciate the consistency. Hope you guys do as well. Um, Again, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms to kind of stay up to, you know, date on news for the NFL or our thoughts on the NFL because we cover, you know, specific teams because, you know, we have a Bears fan here, a Giants fan here, a Lions fan here, and plenty of Eagles fans that are not on the mic right now. But, you know, we we hope that you guys are actually trying to get involved with the community because the NFL is a huge part of this podcast and this, what, what hopefully will be soon, kind of a media outlet for anyone out there. Um, to kind of come for sports, film, all that good stuff. But I will say, before we get started into this, uh, I already had my rant when the mic wasn't even on, but uh, I got to go in again. This was a rough weekend of sports for me. Uh, The Tampa Bay Rowdies lost in the first round of the playoffs against the number 7 seed. Uh, Six losses in a row against the Birmingham Legion. Pathetic. Uh, I Honestly, I I turned the game off at halftime. And then you just knew. I, I knew, cause it was, I, I just knew, bro. I, I saw how we were playing, bro. It was like two nil, right? At half, it was like one nil. I just knew. And it finished two nil. Three nil. Three nil. Yeah, we got shot on, bro. And then the Lions get shot on. Thirty-five to six. Thirty-eight to six, I believe. Oh my god. Um, it was thirty-five to zero at one point. It was. Right. And Aaron Glenn, I think I'm done. I, I'm not gonna lie. It was. And Cam Sutton, he's not him. But like, we're gonna get into the Lions. Don't get me wrong, but. Getting into week seven and some of the games, you know, starting off with the Thursday night game, which was, I believe, Jags the, the Jags and Saints, but what was the date? The 17th, correct? October 17th? I think so. Yeah. Um, and the Jags won by seven points, 31 to 24. 24. And I, the one thing, I was live tweeting a little bit of this game, I'm not going to lie, and a couple things that stood out to me, the Jags defense is really it's fucking good. good. Yeah. As well as, shout out to Taysom Hill. The man completed some passes, rushed for a touchdown, caught a few passes. He made a nice, like, adjustment catch. Like, he's going to get his incentive, like, pay. Like, they owe him, like, $16 million at the end. They're fucked. I don't know know what the Saints are going to do. But uh, the Jags have a really good squad. I I think going forward, they're one of my favorites to maybe even contend. Because just based on consistency, like, they seem to adapt and adjust and... They've performed better and better as the season has gone on, in my Travis opinion. Travis still scoring touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, he's played hurt, but he's a guy where drive to drive, he's he's like he's on and off, but like he's he gets it done. I mean, they're five and two. They are like like T. Law gets it done. That's all you need at the end of the day. If he's getting things done, you know it doesn't have to be pretty, but even on a, I think it was a hobbled knee, right? He was mm-hmm. he saw he was he was running for his life out there. He was looking good though. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I think a lot of that, a lot of that was a little bit of a fluff, like a, a bluff, mm. like because he looked 100 percent to me. He uh, looked I don't know. completely I think agile. He a little bit. I, I don't know what you were watching, to be honest. Yeah. He, he had to scramble many times. I mean, and they broke it down on the on the broadcast too because they said specifically with that injury, it's more so horizontal running and yeah. horizontal cutting is where he's gonna sort of. He didn't he couldn't really cut, yeah. But when it came to his downhill running, you couldn't tell he yeah. was. I agree. He was hurt at all. He's a leading rusher this game. Wow. Yeah. And he he's another guy you can probably put up there, you know, probably by week eight to be maybe a front runner for MVP if Soon. they keep winning. Well, honestly, yeah. I would, hear me out, because I would say based off their schedule, I would say week nine or ten, we're going to have not only a legitimate answer on Trevor Lawrence's MVP mm-hmm. candidacy, but just this Jags team as a whole. I agree. Why? They play the Steelers this coming week. Okay. 
It's the Steelers. We all know it's a, it's a very well coached team. Just, just beat yeah. the Rams. It's a very good matchup, but it's not even that so much I'm looking at. It's the week after, November 11th. I think it's the week after their bye, actually. So two weeks after that, they play the 49ers. Mm. So within the next three or, three or so weeks, we're going to see this Jags team play the Steelers, um, the Niners, and they're going to have two divisional matchups against the Titans and Texans. We already know how we feel about that. The Texans already beat them this year. The Titans probably selling for yeah. Caleb Williams at this point. We're going to see them really about that. Um, but then after that, they play a three-game stretch, Bengals, Browns, Ravens. Ew. They have a nice little gauntlet of that AFC North Straight division. AFC, yeah. So this, honestly, just within the next month or so, we're really going to find out about this Jags team. But look, I'm, I've been saying this all year. I like this Jags team a lot. Mm-hmm. I still feel the same way. They're still scratching the surface of what they could really be offensively. Calvin really was held to nothing this past game, unfortunately. And that's like the third time that's happened this year. You don't expect that. We've seen what it can be in few moments this year, this season. But I think with Doug Peterson at the helm, he's going to end up figuring something out. And he's going to unlock something in Trevor Lawrence. Come midway through the season, we might be looking at this Jags team a lot differently, the way I that agree. you guys are sort of talking about it. But it depends on what they do. I mean, their destiny is up to them at this point. But it's going to be some good football coming up, not for sure. only for them, but as fans as well. And I agree. I'm, I'm riding with the Jaguars, man. I, I am. And that's respectable. And that <laughs> defense, sorry, real quick, but the, uh, Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen. Yeah. Just, just beasts. And uh, Darius Williams, I think his name is. The corner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking of Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell. Tyson yeah, Campbell, yeah. that's what I'm thinking of, out of Georgia. He's like second, third year out of Georgia. Yeah. He's a stud. They got guys. Andre Sisko Rayshon at the back Jenkins. end. Rayshon Jenkins. Sisko. Sisko as well, I think, it's out of a, Illinois. Dude, they're, they're, they're like a young, hungry defense, too. And Roy Robertson-Harris, I think that's his name on the yeah. defensive end. Where's He's no slouch. He played with the Bears for a couple years. Never anything great. But he just watching him, no. watching him as a Bears fan, there's like, okay, you could respect that guy. He, he goes in there, gives you 100%, 110% every play, and he's tenacious, too. He has a nice intensity about him, and he's a leader. And one, one of those, one of those like, quiet pieces that, glue pieces, you know? Yeah, and like, sure. if, if you're someone that is big into Madden, he's only going to be like 71, 72 overall Madden with a normal development trait, but he's one of those people in real life, he's a locker room guy that you just... You can't glance over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, like you said, Logan, he's he's that specifically, you know, and they need that, and that's sort of showing out good for Trayvon Walker and these other guys, and we didn't even mention Josh Allen yet, you know. Uh, I mentioned him. That, okay, that's yeah, what, I, I that, that, that's what, still. That's what makes championship teams, like those yeah. other guys that step up and exactly. can the do veterans. the job just as well sometimes. But getting into this next game, the start of the Sunday games, it was the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. I Again, a team, you know, I know had its rough patches, but I've been high on this team since the beginning of the season. I've been high on Kenny Pickett. They're four and two. Yeah. I know. I, I know they're not winning pretty, but they're winning. Like and Mike Tomlin, he can get a team there, bro. Yeah. He can. And the defense is no slouch. T.J. Watt is probably DPOY potentially, but yeah, maybe Miles Garrett or him. Like I don't know. Hey man, he but, said something needed to change after that Texans game and. Matt Canada I mean, needs to leave, so but far. you know what's crazy? I don't about think that's him. ever gonna happen. T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. They came in the same draft class, and like their whole careers, and that's been them too. Yeah, they're dogs, bro. Yeah. They they really are. The Rams faltered here. Puka Nakua didn't really have like well, a. He went off. Yeah, he went Cooper, 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 Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper yeah. Cup it's got like silence. they're just okay. they're just like trading. We got okay. off. We got we got off. And it's also crazy. Uh, that shitty first down spot for Kenny Pickett. Honestly, bro. The, I mean, the whole, Steelers are winning the whole game though. Like officiating this past week it was awful. 
in general. Past, it was this bad. This year, honestly. Yeah, this year alone, but this week really just like put the icing on the cake so far. Between this... it's, I feel like it's shitty every year. It is, honestly. But it like really it's is. been it's been bad, guys. But like they don't I don't even think they really have full time reps. That's the thing. They're all a bunch of part time guys. I mean, you shit, know, man. I, I, I've seen some I calls might be wrong, here. but I was just sort of overhearing a, a conversation on the McAfee show this this week. But I think that a lot of it's because they don't really have like a full... I don't know. I might just be speaking on tongue. I just said, correct me if I'm wrong. But they don't really have like a full staff of full-time referees. Like a lot of it's just part-time people. Yeah, and a lot of it, they don't get jobs. paid the same way. It's not the same with benefits. It's a seasonal part-time thing. So like... That's the thing. We need full-time people that like dedicate this is the their NFL, life. Bro. Their I know. It's a billion-dollar like, industry. Like how? Like, like there's got to be some type of way you can set these guys up to do something and compensate them when the season's not going on. There bro, honestly, be. just let fucking AI do it at this point, bro. Like it's a these, scary line to walk. Though. It's a scary line to walk because they could program it to just cheat. But like it's already like people are already calling for the script already. Like give us a change-up, bro. Put a fucking chip in the ball like the USFL fucking. Let us go inside the ref booth every fucking big call of the game. Like, that's they need to start doing that for sure, transparency reasons because you, you guys touched on it. The, the, the officiating this season, I've I, trust me, it was bad last year. But, like, bro, that, it's been bad, Colts bro. Colts game? Did you see the way the Colts game ended? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Back bro. to back. Mm-hmm. Terrible calls. And it's like, there's no repercussions. There's no do-overs. Like, no. you just fucking ruined the game. Like, because you're a fucking imbecile. <clears throat> but either way... I guess we can move on. Um, obviously, the Steelers improving to oh, four and two. One thing oh. I want to say about this game, real quick. Yeah. So, Brandon, I mentioned this before the podcast to you. I had uh, Brett Maher in one of my leagues, kicker four in fantasy. Um, so the Rams lost by seven points. He had two missed field goals and an extra point. Kicker four in fantasy, and they cut him. So <laughs> I, I, I had to just. Uh, from fantasy. Yeah, he's a difference. I think it's pretty funny. He could potentially be the difference that they're not 500 right L- Literally, now. yeah, but just like kicker forward fantasy, he was solved for me ever since I picked him up. And just, they just cut him. Gotta get somebody else. Now, I didn't really watch this game, to be honest with you, for the most yeah. part. I saw some highlights, but looking at the box score, it looked like the Steelers' offense sort of just had their way with the Rams' defense for the most part. I mean, Kenny Pickett, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but with 17 for 25. Average of nine and a half Game yards in attempt, 230 yards. Najee Harris, I mean, still yeah, a measly, measly 3.8 yards per carry, but Jalen Warren came in, had some change of pace plays, five and a half yards. George a, guy Pickens, I, a guy I actually really yeah, like. Jalen Warren is shifty, he's fast. He... Then George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, both combined for 10 catches over 250 yards total. So, I mean, or, I'm sorry, just under 200 yards total. I mean, I mean least, it looked like they had a really good offense today. I understand like the hate on Kenny Pickett and stuff like that, but like oh, he was he was spreading the ball around. It seemed. And one thing that you have to also take into account: this was DeAndre Johnson's first game back, yeah. and he was actually incorporated quite quickly. Normally, somebody, it takes a week. Somebody or dropped so. him in my fantasy league, mm-hmm. and I picked him up so fast between, before this last. He's week. a good receiver, with, with bro. Like honestly, you look at Juju, Chase Claypool. He's better than them. No, I, I, I. I agree, but like, look how the production of receivers with Tomlin is so good with the Steelers, and then when they go to other teams, it's just shit. Well, that's why they like, go to other teams, because Tomlin just knows that there's something in them that he's just not. Like, these aren't players that I want, and, and it's because they're not good. And all these guys that they get are never first round picks. Never. Yeah, and it's like they, they've never, they never been first, they, I don't know when the last time they spent a first round pick on receivers, if ever. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but like, the thing is, like with Tomlin. And like with guys like Tomlin, with guys like Belichick, like if they don't want you, 
Nobody should want you. Yeah. No, that should you be a sign. You see J.C. Jackson, he came back to the Patriots and he's balling again. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's so funny. That's so fucking it, it, funny. That should be a sign. If guys like Tomlin, guys like Belichick, and there's only a select few like that really over in history. Andy Reid with Frank Andy Clark. Andy Reid, yeah. Like, or Miko Hardman's back now, too. If they don't want you, then that should tell you something if you're any other team. Like, I, I understand the appeal behind it, but like, I just got to look at it realistically like, damn, like, these are the two best of the best in the business, mm-hmm. two future Hall of Famers. If First they, ballot. If I mean, they don't see something in this guy that they can make succeed or make them be successful, then obviously we're not going to find some shit out yeah. of that, you know? Yeah, they're not going to work in a lesser system. Exactly. Um, but the next game was a game we don't really need to talk about, honestly, guys. Uh, it's the Cardinals falling to 1-6 and six against the Seattle Seahawks going to 4-2. and two. The Seahawks beat the Cardinals 20-10. to 10. Uh, the Cardinals are the Cardinals, bro. Yeah, they're, they dropped. They're like, their fires weren't ran out. Like they, they were like a feisty team at first, and now they're just like... You can tell it's done. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And I know that Kyler Murray's off of like... He's uh, coming back soon. Yeah, he's going to be coming back soon, but like to what avail? Like the team's garbage. Uh, the Seahawks got away with a divisional yeah. win. They didn't look too good. Geno's looked pedestrian a little bit this year. Um, it's just because the tape's been out there yeah. now. But like, he's and still winning games. Metcalf is out. Um, so it was Jake Bobo and, and, uh, JSN. Bobo good. Bobo is good. He ran a five flat and 40 yard dash. Yeah. I was a fan of him at, in, I think it was UCLA. Five flat and 40 yard dash. I, I, I run like a five one. <laughs> yeah. At least he is catching Wait, balls. Yeah, no, he, yeah, obviously he's, um, he's way more athletic than me, but like, that's just to put it into perspective. No, like, no, not like that. That guy's like, his toe taps, his routes, his hands, like that guy, he's, he makes up for it. It just sure. shows that. You don't always need the speed. There's those receivers that are those like kind of sure-handed, reliable guys, like Josh Reynolds kind of esque. My plan is crazy. <laughs> no, yeah, it is. But like, it just shows what good of a coach Pete Carroll is yeah. and being able to getting utilize guys. maybe not as good talent, but getting he's the always, best out. That's another guy. He's always done that. I agree, but Doug he's Baldwin, also but hate. you also can't take away that he potentially had the best defense of all time with the Legion of Boom. One of them, defense, uh, but he is a defensive-minded guy. But those exactly. those guys were fucking freaks. Yeah. Uh, Cam Chancellor, you know Richard Sherman in his prime. All those guys, fifth round picks, fourth round picks, third round picks. True. Isn't that crazy? True. He 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 did spot the diamonds in the rough. Isn't that crazy? And he you know wound up going to Russell two Super Bowls. Russell third round pick. That's wild. That's actually. Wild. And now look at Russ. True, truly right. showing his colors. That's all right. He's older now. It, he's older, but it just it shows what Pete Carroll like. These coaches are able to get the most out of the guys in the right time, yeah. at the right moment, in the right system, and yeah. that's what that's how you win. And I'll believe in the Seahawks, you know, yeah. no matter what. You know, like they have, they look they look good this year, but not you know not like last year. Yeah, I feel like the energy's not there like last year. Um, but as long as Pete Carroll's there, I, I still believe in. Them. I mean, they're four and two. Yeah. We're talking about them like yeah. they're three and four, but like they yeah. they genuinely yeah. are a good team. That is a tough division though. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with it. But Brandon, any thoughts on this game by chance? Or more so, just Kenneth Walker. Shout out to him. Yeah. First game using him in fantasy, thanks to Trevor and the trade we <laughs> trade we made. Over 100 yards, just being a consistent number one back for them, and he's just setting himself up for a solid career. I just hope he can stay healthy. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba sort of had his coming to the league game in this one. Happy for him. Drafted him in fantasy with high potential. Didn't really work out, so I had to let him go. But, I mean, other than just some fantasy takeaways, I didn't really have much from this game. I expected Seattle to win. Um, I, did. I did I did bet on them to cover 9.5, which they barely did with that 10-point win. So, shout out to them for that as well. <laughs> I, I, my opinion doesn't really change on them. 
that much after this week. I mean, it was against a team we expect them to win. I mean, they're favored by nine and a half. They won by ten. Exactly. Yeah. So, a perfect then, scripted game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding, if, kidding, if you, kidding. You would, but it was a very bad <laughs> week for betters, dude. It was crazy. That was, I think, that Seahawks game was the only game out of like the top eight most bet on games that actually covered their spread. Wow. So yeah, it was Vegas a, got some money this week. It was weekend. a good week for Vegas, but I mean, like I said, another game that we didn't really expect much from Seattle. It was a game in between playing the Bengals and the Browns next week. Uh, we saw them just barely lose the Bengals last week. So it's good and, they got this win though. Yeah, hundred percent. So they play the Browns next week, then the Ravens. I don't know what it is with these teams just getting like this gauntlet of the AFC North, like all back to back weeks, bro. But <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. Um, but I guess moving into the next game, another abysmal game. The Packers fall to two and four, <sighs> losing to the Denver Broncos. Trending down, trending down. The Broncos improved to two and five, guys, but uh, they won nineteen how to did, seventeen. How did the Packers lose this game? Like, uh, how the fuck did they lose this game? This was <laughs> off the buy. This is a game I actually tuned into because, like, I'm I was sorry. like, this should be, this should be an abomin. Like, this should be a terrible game. Like, the Packers should destroy them. I've never seen Matt LaFleur lose like this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How the fuck are they lose this game? Um, Seriously. But they are trending down on offense, I agree. Jordan Love is... He looked, he was okay from a fantasy perspective. 17 points for like... He, he played like I, I think it's time for one man and one man alone. <laughs> and I go on this rant every you. week. I'm with you, bro. But I think I want to see Alex Magoo out there taking <laughs> snaps, guys. I, I can't lie. I think he's the answer for Green Bay right now. Mm. Like, I think he's going to go out... Like, if you put him in this week... On, on no preparation. You, you just saw the undrafted free agent Division Two quarterback. No, like you just saw the undrafted Division Two quarterback free agent just Tyson Badgett just beat the Raiders. We also saw PJ Walker go two and zero. Exactly against the Colts and Niners. I, Why I, the fuck not? But I feel like Alex Magoo not only offers a better arm, yep. but better leadership skills. <laughs> and I think if you put him in there, you literally game day bench Jordan also, Love. No, listen, the whole, no, like the whole point of just. <laughs> The amount, the massive amount of BDE that he's going to bring to the yeah. locker room and the huddle, yeah. play in yeah. and play out, yeah, it's going to be insane. It is. Christian Watson's going to be healed. Aaron Jones' hamstring will be new. And First play, 49-yard touchdown pass. And Alex this is, and this is a Lions and a Bears fan talking about this, too. Yes. And, no, but I saw what Alex Magoo can do in the USFL. Two, <laughs> two, two championships with the Stallions. The best spring team ever okay. conformed. <laughs> Um, Jordan Love has not shown promise. I, I think up and down still. I think game day this Sunday when they play, you just bench Jordan Love five minutes before the game. You say, Alex, come here, boy. Alex, get get over here. Alex, Alex. Is he on active roster? Yeah, he's he padded is. up. He's QB three. Not don't even start Sean Clifford. I, I want you to start Alex fucking Magoo because who he has to come in at some point. No, this year. who who had who had his Magoat T-shirt that I own from the Stallions? AJ Dillon. Who's wearing that? Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. People fuck with him, bro. I think Alex Magoo is the answer for Green Bay. If you're in Lambeau, if you're in Green Bay, you need to start calling for Alex Magoo at practice. Get Jordan Love out of pads, probably back on the bench holding the board, and I think I'll be happy with that. I, I, I don't even care if Magoo beats the Lions. Like, I don't like I want to see it. Like I would pay to see that pay-per-view. But I, I'm going to stop. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to continue on this, but pathetic game. Um... I guess we... Do you guys have anything else no. to... Like, I mean, what is this matchup? It's two, <laughs> two fucking top ten picks. I, I didn't realize the Packers were two and four, though. Jesus Dude, like, Christ. Dude, what's going on? Like, That's bad. Missing Rodgers. They are missing Rodgers. Hella. I think everyone's missing Rodgers, low-key. Yeah, High-key. For sure, for sure. Um, Dude, this was Javante Williams' best game of the season, and he only rushed for, yeah, for 82 yeah, yeah. yards. 
It was the best game of the season. He only rushed for 82 yards. Awful. That's just awful. Tells you how this game was. What did Russell Wilson do statistically? 20 for 29, 194 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Yeah, okay, like, he won. Not even 200 <laughs> yards, bro. He and won. As a team, they rushed for six yards of carry. Okay. Scramble. Hey, Russell Wilson had a 21-yard scramble. Okay. So a little bit of vintage Russ in a play, maybe. Yes. He's probably like, oh, Broncos, let's ride, Broncos, let's ride, as he's rushing down the field. Um, he's like exhausted after that, <laughs> panting. Imagine seeing that in your dreams. I, I think I will tonight. Um, but moving on to the next game, which is another game where another team is just trending down like heavily. The Los Angeles Chargers fall to 2-4, and four, losing 17-31 to 31 against the Kansas City Chiefs, who improved to 6-1. and one. Uh, Kansas City dominated as usual. Travis Kelsey went off because I mean, the Swifties were there. Bro, um, it's like, what is the defensive plan? And like, you're just gonna sit there in a the soft zone the whole time and just let Mahomes take you apart. With Kelsey? That's like, that's what Brandon that's, Staley. That's your defensive no, listen, plan. Like, that's what he's done every fucking matchup against the fucking Chiefs. They will never beat them with Brandon Staley at home. Justin Herbert, he's kind of mid this no, game. No, dude, like, his he's not even 500 as a quarterback. Really? Yeah, he's like 27 and 29 now as a starting active quarterback. He's not good. Like, he's a, he, all the intangibles are there, but you cannot tell me he's a good starting quarterback. He has a worse record than Dak Prescott. No, I, I can't. I can't sit there and say he's going to elevate you to the promised land, bro. I haven't seen it. I, I don't think I ever will. If Brandon Saley is just going to ride him out there and ruin his career, it's sad. It, is. it, it really is sad because the Chargers have a lot of upside, bro. But they just can't fucking win. They just simply cannot win against the teams they need to win against. This is a game you need to pull off in the beginning half of the season. Mm-hmm. You need to come away with this win. At least go to three and four. And play the Bears next week. I mean, week. three and three, but they lose the Bears and taste honestly, the next week. They're done. Honestly, Season I think over. it's a winnable game for you guys. Oh, I do too. I, their defense is pathetic, bro. I do too. I mean, they get they've been exposed every fucking week and been in high scoring contests every week, and you're putting it in the ball, it's the ball in the hands of an unclutch quarterback. They're like, they're like a fancier version of the Bears. They have so much talent all over the place. I mean, you have like Justin Herbert, Justin Fields. Both you you would agree. Intangible. Oh, no, sure. obviously yeah. they're, um, they're a lot better. But you have a very very talented quarterback at both teams that you're like, okay, we just need the coaching to unlock these guys to get to the next level. You have a decent running back in Chicago. You have a great running back in Austin Eckler in Los Angeles. You have good weapons at receiver in Chicago. You have great weapons at receiver in Los Angeles. They have pieces on defense like Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray. Um, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. The Bears have pieces on defense like Quan Brister, Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Jalen Johnson. You're so lining it up and it's sounding more and more. Both teams have pieces, but the pieces of the Chargers are a lot better than the yeah, pieces of the Bears. Yeah, but you're just seeing two end. coaching staffs just completely ruin both fucking teams right now. Both teams are very talented. Individually, player-wise, I don't care what you say. Both teams are talented as fuck when it comes to individual yeah. players. Yeah. But you can just see the fucking disconnect in coaching with both of them. I mean, it's, it's sad to see because you really feel like this Chargers team should be in the upper echelon of the AFC. And it's not even the GMs for either team either because they're drafting and bringing in these high-quality players. Yeah. It's literally starting well, with on-field I mean, coaching. The still take place in the hiring of the coaching, so you still have to hold them accountable to that aspect. But as far as, like you said, getting the players in the building, like they're doing what they're supposed to do. You're just... The hiring can't... I hate when people hold the hiring aspect over the GM's head to a certain level of degree. Because the owner has a say in it, too. Exactly. I agree. And, like, the GM's supposed to be in there and... The owner get has to all the, the say, really. Yeah. They, 
the the GM's supposed to get you the pieces to put on that field to succeed for the most part. And it's up to the coaches to make it work. And you're seeing that on both ends of the teams. And one is just up to a higher level because the expectations and the standards for the Chargers are a lot higher than the expectations and standards for the Bears. And you see what's happening with both right now. And you just told me that you realistically feel like the Bears have a chance to win that with an undrafted free agent quarterback starting. That just shows you how bad it is in L.A. (laughs) I I actually... Like I, and, like it's it's a bold take. I understand that, course. but like I believe it's it. something that he put you up could thirty argue points. About. You could argue about it. You really can. But like at the same time, you're like, damn, they have Khalil Mack, Derwin James, all these names. Like, how can you really feel like they can do that? But we've seen teams do it week in, week out for years now. Yeah. You know, and like I'm not gonna go as far as saying Justin Herbert is a bad quarterback just because I know what he can really no, be. He's, he's definitely good. But the numbers that you stated, I mean, they speak for itself. You know, you have to hold him accountable to that. But I just this I is one situation. At where, least this season, he is not in that Mahomes tier. He's more of like mm-hmm. just a lower tier than that right now. And like I just it's this specific situation. It's just I am more like eighty twenty. It's the coaching staff. So let me ask you guys a question. I agree. Would you rather have? Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. I'd rather have Jared Goff than Justin Herbert. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't know about Like right that. now? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, I would. I would say... It's, it's biased, but like... It's, it's very hard, it's very close. They're but similar. I would, I would very say, similar. I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence because one, Trevor Lawrence beat them head-to-head and came back 27 nothing down. Well. And two, we've just seen a lot larger of a sample size from Justin Herbert. So you got to take Trevor Lawrence in that favor. Just too. imagine if Herbert was with... Doug Peterson, though. Like, or with a Kyle Shanahan, or like. Oh, just, well, he's there for anybody, though. But, like, I mean, still, I, I, like, I saying, bro, yeah. anyone that's actually a good coach. Yeah. But, like. He just has a, like, he just has a bottom five, bottom ten coach, literally. Bottom five. Yeah. Bottom I mean, five. You really can say that with anybody, and we do that a lot. But at the same time, like. Imagine a guy like that with intangibles, can, like, of a freak. Exactly. You can say, like, imagine a Justin Herbert with a Kyle Shanahan, no, but then Justin imagine, Lewis. like, a. Baker Mayfield with a Kyle Shanahan. You know, like, no slouch to Baker, but, like... He'd be, he'd be solid, though. The, play, that's, that's the playbook's example, open. But like, you know what I'm saying. Like, there's a, there's levels to We're it. We're going to see it this week with Sam there's, Darnold. There's levels to it. We're literally going to see it this week with Sam Darnold. I believe yeah. Sam Darnold will actually... That's a great be, example. Like, would yeah. you rather see Justin Herbert with Kyle Shanahan or Sam no, Darnold with Justin Kyle Herbert. Shanahan? Exactly. Like, you can say anybody can play with these guys, but there's guys that are just held to a different level. Like, and a standard. Yeah, yeah I agree. But, and like, I think Sam Darnold... For I think sure. Sam Darnold's gonna do well this weekend. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think so too. Um, Who do they play again? If you don't mind looking at that up, uh, Cincinnati at home. Wow. Okay, that's a winnable game. Yeah. Um, but the next game we can get into is the Dolphins falling to five and two against the Philadelphia Eagles, improving to six game. and one. Uh, they lose seventeen to thirty-one, and uh, overall domination by the Eagles. They looked really good in the air. AJ Brown is a dog. Their defense really. Stuttered this top five offense. Dolphins only had one touchdown offensively, which was shocking, yeah. you know, um, and just something I did not expect to see so lopsided. You want to talk about the Dolphins? But their five wins this year. Chargers are two and four. Patriots are two and five. Broncos are two and four, right? Yeah, two and five. Bills are. Oh no, they lost to the Bills. They uh, the Giants are two and five, and the Panthers are zero and six. That's their wins. So maybe they're inflated as fuck. Maybe that's something to take into account. You can say that, but like the way they're dominating, yeah, the way that they're beating those teams, it says a lot more than. But like it it really should. They played the Bills, got steamrolled. Played the Eagles, got steamrolled. And you're right, 100. percent 
But then you look at like a team like the Bucks that you're like, okay, we all sort of, I mean, me specifically, I used to have the Bucks in the top 10, but then yeah, you look at who they're beat, then you look at the two, yeah. the two teams that they've played and they're good against, but then you look at the teams that they're beat, they're still barely beating them. Yeah. They beat the Vikings by one score. Yeah. They beat the shit out so of the Saints. So the Dolphins are definitely but, a tier ahead of the Yeah, up until Bucks. the last two minutes of that Bears game, they were only winning that game by three points. Yeah. Then a pitch sits on a stupid screenplay yeah. was the difference, you know? So I, I agree with you, but the, t- the Dolphins are still dominating these yeah. lesser teams. So they still deserve to be in like the top six, top seven right now, but that's definitely a question of concern. You know, if they get swept in the season against the Bills and they lose to another one of these competitive or the teams Patriots? that we would have in the, the, com- in the playoffs or as a competitor. Yeah, exactly. The play- Patriots as like well. The, so. like it's a divisional matchup. Belichick knows. He just, just like stepped all over the fucking Bills. Which was shocking. Yeah, so, I mean, this is not... I mean, they're at home, but like the, the Patriots coming off a big win like that. that yeah. Like, this could be a trap game. The, the Dolphins could also... Be. The Dolphins still play the Cowboys and the Ravens this season. So, if like... Mm. If they're still dominating teams like the Titans, the Commanders, the Raiders... And they still come in like week 16, 17 against the Ravens and the Cowboys and still get dominated handily. That's when we're like, that's when we're like, okay, yeah, this this team might just be a fluke. But right now, it's right at that point where yeah. it's about the teeter totter, like one way or the sure. other. You yeah. know? And the Eagles just look fantastic. Yeah. They, they're, yeah, if they're of anybody else. They're, you know, we questioned their pass attack, but it looks like they're adjusting and adapting. They're, one, bro. Like, they're winning. <laughs> the run game is. is Phenomenal. Jalen Hurts, MVP candidate. I know he's throwing a lot of picks, but I think he's really taking home in this offense. By the time the season's all like done and over with, like probably. Nick Sirianni said it feels like they're they're just first and nine. Like that, they're, they're, those are the, uh, excuse me, the touch push. Yeah. They they just think they're first and nine. Like that's what they say, that's what they say, first and nine. Which is crazy. That team can just do that. Yeah. I mean, but, no other team can perfect it like they, they have. They have the O line and the and the quarterback and the running backs. They so do. So just complete team defensively. Just trade for Kevin Byard. So this, they're a complete team. They're going to be probably the Super Bowl again. Which was a good acquisition for well, them. Phenomenal, yeah. Kevin yeah. Byard's a two-time Pro Bowler. Fifth, sixth, and Terrell Edmonds. Like, that's fine. That is fine. That's perfectly fine with me. Yeah. And, and I think People are saying it's a fleece. But like, no. I, I, that's fine. But that's, that's fine value. That's great. I think you're going to get more upside out of Kevin Byard this year than this you would have. This year, yeah. You know, those, those, maybe Terrell Edmonds. And I don't know what those picks would turn into. But they can always acquire more picks. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. They're trying to yeah, go back. Yeah. Um, and that's what they're they looking to be. They help in secondary. They, so. They definitely did. Six and one, they're turning up. Yeah, they might I hate go. To say as a Giants fan, but it's it's just a reality situation, you know. It's it's a tough situation for me as well as a Lions fan yeah. because I know that we'll, we're we'll go through them probably. Yeah, most likely because we're gonna probably be a wild card team if Eagles don't get first round, like the first yeah. seed. They're probably gonna play us first in the wild card, which they should be afraid to play us in the wild card if that does happen. But I we'll get in the Lions game. I, I'm gonna save this game a little bit for last on the one o'clock slot, then we'll get into the Monday night game for week uh, seven. But getting into the Browns and the Colts game, P.J. Walker going 2-0, back-to-back, really good performances by him. The refs kind of destroyed the game at the end of this one. But the Browns, in my opinion, they just look stellar. Their defense is top two, in my opinion. Like I know it didn't showcase in this game with Gardner Minshew going off, but I really do believe that you know any given Sunday, any given game, honestly, this team can win against anyone. We saw them beat what everyone considered was the number one team in the 49ers for the first six weeks with a backup fucking quarterback, a guy that played in the XFL. Shout out to P.J. Walker. He, he did good things in Carolina, went like 3-2 and two for them, bounced around a little bit, and now he's here and winning. You got to give him credit. But also oh, yeah. the defense, Miles Garrett going insane. Kareem Hunt picking up where Nick Chubb left off, kind of. I won't say all that. Kind of. With the run, it's filling, in, filling it's still in part a, of the gap. It's still a productive run game. Yeah, it's better it than most teams. 
And, you know, you have to take that into account because they're winning with a backup. They have to have a good run game to alleviate stress off the quarterback. <clears throat> they're 4 and 2. Two of those wins have come from PJ Walker. So I you got to give him credit. You got to give the coaching credit. I, I was calling for Stefanski's job, but man, he's doing really good things with yeah, this team with less at quarterback. Man, what the fuck's going on with Watson, bro? <laughs> Brady Quinn is tearing him a new asshole in national media. Shout out to Brady Quinn for, for speaking facts. Low key about how he's literally a child with two hundred thirty million dollars and like a trust fund thing. That's what I saw. Like he's just like a trust fund kid. Literally, bro. It, it'll never. He will never have incite incentive to play because he already has reached the pinnacle, bro. He's already got paid. You know why? Why else would he play? Like yeah. if he doesn't feel like it, why would he? And I, I think that's what they're going through right yeah. now with this team. I don't know what's going on there. I'm not going to speculate too much. I wonder if like he can get in trouble for that. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of contractual breach if this continues too much longer, but that's something we'll probably hear about. But the Colts, man, like, Gardner looked good this week. Remember the last week when he shut the bed? He looked good. I was good at this Mania re- rejuvenated. Hell yeah. With Rushing Josh touchdowns, Downs. fucking yeah. BDE all over the field, bro. Shout out yeah. to Josh Downs, bro. Ended up winning my fantasy matchup for me, placing him in my lineup for Jamar Chase going on his bye week, and I couldn't have asked for anything better. Hell yeah. Anything else you guys had to say? Jonathan about? Taylor sort of starting oh, to break yeah, out yeah, as well. Getting more Drug tested. Still, still, blit, still split the backfield with Zach Moss in this game. More, but yeah, more so touches than him this week, though. He's starting, he's starting to get his considerably sort of just took that step forward. He's getting, going, getting back yeah. to the old JT that we know, which is one of the most fun and electrifying players to watch on the football. Honestly, I think people forget that. I agree, especially on the Colts teams that you know we've seen in the past go like with lackluster quarterback play. He was like one of the only few bright spots of that you know team, especially Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, all those dormant years that that team has gone through. Now they have some upside with a quarterback that they can hopefully build and produce off of and build around an AR who's looked really good when he was in. But I'm glad that he's out for the season. Not, I'm not glad, but like I'm glad that you know he got his playing time in. They're not going to risk to try and get him back in because normally teams, you know. Try and rush a player back, it seems, especially when you look back on the RG3 situation. Mm-hmm. I just don't want that to happen to anyone. Uh, I'm glad that they're going to take their time. And I really do think he's the future of the Colts organization. I, I, I really do. Who, AR? Yeah, yeah. I, I really do I, believe I that. So. Uh, he has the upside. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that he's okay. It's not like a terrible injury, but I'm glad that the team is going to sit him and not try yeah. and do anything crazy. I agree. You know? I'm glad they have an adequate enough backup that they can probably fucking keep for another year or two and oh, Gardner sure. yeah. cuz he's putting well, up 38 points. Gardner was with Steichen and Phil, remember? That is true. Yeah. I think you mentioned that a couple episodes yeah. back and it's showing. Yeah. It's just got to yes, be a little more there. a little more consistent, yeah. you know, but this was a good game that I guess they, the Browns defense too. Like, yeah. But they sadly lost. Yeah. You know, but I mean, on some on some fuck shit, for on, real. on like, some bullshit for for sure. <laughs> but uh, getting into this next game was Bill Belichick's 300th regular season win. The Patriots improved to 2 and 5. Beating the Buffalo Bills, who fall to four and three, twenty-nine to twenty-five, uh, the Patriots really kind of just oddly showed up. Um, didn't really watch this game, but you know, I, I can tell you about this one. Go ahead. So, before the game started, I was talking to, of course, I was watching with Cody and his family. Shout out to them, of course. Um, but I don't remember why, but before the game started, Cody's dad and Cody and myself, we were, we were talking about Jabril Peppers because obviously he played for the Giants. And we're just talking about it. I don't, I don't remember exactly why. And I think it was Josh Allen's first pass of the day. He threw a pick to Drew Peppers. No. Yeah. 
So you guys low-key jinxed the yeah. janks of yeah. Josh Allen throwing a pick to Jabil. Oh, yeah. God. But, like, what I said in that moment, I was like, okay, he was watching film for sure, like, Jabil Peppers. Yeah. And it was the whole game. I was like, okay, like, they watched film this week. Like, it was so obvious and so evident. Like, they, they literally just played chess and just dominated the, the Bills. Like, they, they knew what they were doing. The Bills kind of just walked out there with confidence and just said, fuck it, the, type the, shit. The Packers knew what they were doing. Like, Belichick coached one hell of a game. Like He knew what was It was, was perfect. It was a flawless yeah. coaching performance, literally. Mac Jones was like 25 of 30. That had a phenomenal last drive. Phenomenal last drive um, to win the game. Um, but yeah, the, the Bills, like, they're what, 4 and 3? Yeah, that's suspect. They should be 3 and 4. Like, the Giants should have beat them. Remember that. Yeah, no, that's why they I'm, should that, be 3 they, and 4. They're trending down on my power yeah, rankings. Yeah, no, they are for sure. Um, but it, it's definitely concerning, but... Belichick, I mean, they they played like the Miami this week, and they can beat them. Like, what does it say about the Patriots? Are they back They're not in? Going it? away, yeah. Are they like th- three two, and five? Two divisional wins though, like that. Was, I don't know. And that's all you really have to do, because right. like you look at the landscape of the league, it's been weird this year. There's a lot of teams with a lot of losses. They could sneak in at nine and eight or eight and nine potentially. They really could. I'm not yeah. trying. Like, there's no, there's probably no, no shot, yeah. but like. They could with Belichick and They're playing like this. Like, we're working about that Belichick just signed a massive extension. Oh, we didn't even talk season. about that. That's yeah. something we should talk about. Before the season, he did get signed to apparently a multi-year so he's deal. He's not going nowhere. So, I... He's here for the ride. Like I, Yeah, yeah. I question what the Mac Jones scenario is going to look like in, in this offseason. Or maybe they go and get Drake May or something. Like, I would uh, appreciate that because if yeah, you could get a top Belichick five quarterback, it would be disgusting. There would like, be. I, I can see him getting like Shadur Sanders. Brady likes him because he's probably thinking like, bro, I want what Andy Reid's doing, bro. He's an old coach, like just racking in those wins, bro. Belichick's sitting back. He's like, bro, if I just, I haven't had Brady in a minute. If I just go get like you a know, Caleb Williams or I'm, a Drake May. This can you imagine? Patriots, Brandon, what do you think about this? Patriots, Shadur Sanders. I like it. Patriots, Shadur Sanders. I was looking thinking like Raiders because Tom Brady and. He's like a minority owner there, and he's been like connected with Shadur. So like, they they did release Malik Cunningham. So they do have a a plethora of fucking quarterbacks there right now. Will Greer, (laughs) Bailey Zappi. I'd rather see him play like Atlanta or something. I just don't want to see the Patriots be good. That's all. (laughs) I I, I want to see him be good again for sure. I I think the league was better. Shadur Sanders in the nice little number seven. In homage to Michael Vick in Atlanta with Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, Drake London. Yeah. Cause he would, dude. Shadur's gonna be and nasty. Bro, there's just something about there. black running quarterbacks in the Atlanta Falcons uniform that will just forever be looked at differently because of Michael Vick. Not in a bad way, of course. No, I mean Michael Vick. Dude, he was though. a human oh, joystick. That's true, yeah. dude. That's true. But oh, honestly, he'll, he'll give it over to Shadur. <laughs> yeah, no. Shadur would be number one, even better. Yeah. But um, I guess this is a game you're gonna want to talk about, Brandon. I know we didn't talk. Did you want to have anything to say about the Patriots real quick before we get into your team here? Not much, to be honest. I mean. It would be more so about the Bills yeah. and just more concerning for them. Shout out to Bill Belichick, though, for hitting win 300, getting mm-hmm. closer to Bill Walsh's record. But other than that... It is Bill Walsh? Yeah. With those Joe Montana years, man, they were just they were just playing fucking chess before anyone even learned it type shit mm-hmm. um, with that West nice. Coast offense, yeah. bro. But getting into the next week, and Brandon, I know you're excited about this. You were live tweeting the whole time. Make sure you mm-hmm. check out our Twitter, at Tea Time Reports and uh, at uh, Bmeyer. You can definitely check out our interactions if you don't have him on Twitter. Definitely do so if you're a Bears fan or listening from Chicago or if you're a Bears fan anywhere else in the world. Who knows? Um, the Bears won and improved to 2-5. and five. The Raiders fall to 3-4, and four, a team that you know was riding high off that last week win. I'm not going to lie to you. 
like against the Patriots. I mean, that was a yep. you know, that was a and they beat the Packers. Yeah, I mean, they they weren't they're not playing good teams, but if the Patriots actually start putting up a good fight, then maybe they were playing a good team. But the Raiders should not have lost this game. No offense, Brandon, no, but shouldn't. with I mean, Brian Hoyer was a starting quarterback. I but. agree, <laughs> but like it's just. They have better. They have Devontae Adams. Bro. Yeah, no, you're in like you, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, and there's 12, no slouch either. Twelve points, but the Bears exploded with thirty points, and the oh, Division yeah. Two quarterback, what's his uh, Tyson Badgent. Tyson Badgent. Excuse mm-hmm. me, I was gonna say Bagent, but I didn't want to like mispronounce it. Um, but just a dog came out there and had a really good game. I think he's the first Bears quarterback to win his debut, if I'm not mistaken. I think I saw that stat line, um, which is. Interesting. Is there a quarterback controversy brewing? No, there no, isn't. No there should be. No, there, there should you know, be. You know me, there guys. I like the controversy. Tyson Badgett. Is I know he you're the here man? for it. Don't get me wrong. Is, is, is he the man? I saw and, the sleeve. I saw the sleeve. Oh, dude, that, he, 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 he has badass tattoos. He has a sleeve all the way up here, all the way across his check and around his back. But you know what that means, right? Instant starting quarterback oh. position. <laughs> Look, as much as I want to say there is, there isn't. Yeah. I just uh, I touched yeah. I touched on this a lot in the Wendy City Reports episode that just came out a day or so ago. So make sure you check that out. But there's no quarterback controversy. No, no. Bajan's quarterback two and Justin Fields quarterback one. Plain and simple. Whether the whether or not Justin Fields is with us when the season ends, all that means is that we still have our solid backup quarterback. Still the same as Dan and Tyrod. Same exact thing. Yeah, there's all all. This did for me was just provide me with excitement of watching a, a kid that I'm a big fan of succeed, but also just cement himself as a fan favorite in Chicago right oh, yeah. away. And it's sort of working against him because all it's going to do with our fucking delusional fan base. Like, I, you should go on Bears Twitter and Bears Facebook groups on my phone and just see like the dumb shit, the shit that people say on there, bro. Like, it, the it, nights, it, bro. like it's like, are these people actually Bears fans or they're just like? Industry plants in here to just get everybody riled up and just troll people. The Giants, the it's like so dumb. It's like hearted. One week, oh, Justin Fields sucks. He's the best. He's the worst. Like it's all flippy floppy. Yeah. Then Beijing has this game. And it's like, oh yeah, Fields are gone. Trade them, <laughs> trade them. But then there's actually people that are like realistic and objective about it, and like it's just it's a shit show all around, man. It it you'll really start to lose not only faith in Bears fans but brain cells. I remember uh, when. Uh, Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins were free, were free agents in the offseason. I saw this, this tweet on Twitter. This guy was like, the, the Giants should trade Saquon Barkley and sign those two. Bro, what? That's what I'm saying, bro. That's the shit I see. Bro, what? People it's, just don't watch the game. No, there's there's no controversy at all, man. Yeah. If Now, if we go into Sunday night on the road and beat the Chargers without Justin Fields, then it's going to raise a little bit more of a question. You're still, you're still going to question it, especially if that happens, but... Iberflus said it right after the game. Fields is still quarterback one. Yeah, Everybody should that be. should know and understand should know that he is quarterback one. It's just one of those situations where it's best-case scenario for the Bears and you just have the media and the fans trying to make it negative and make it worst-case scenario, you know. But that's just how it is. That's how it works. That's how sports work, especially at the quarterback position. And the Bears are no stranger to this shit at all, whether it was with Josh Town and Jay Cutler or... Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky or Rex Grossman and Cal Orton, there's always been just a manufactured, I guess, quarterback controversy or just manufactured argument between is this our guy, is this not our guy? And it's always been in the backup quarterback's favor. It's just like, 
there's so many expectations and standards for a Bears quarterback. There's just such a desire for that Bears yeah. quarterback. Whenever they're promised and they're told, like, this is our guy, this is our guy, and they don't they end up being that it. guy, yeah. they get pissed and they're like, they see the backup guy come in and guy. do just a glimpse better than the guy that they are promised to be that guy. Then it's like all hell breaks loose. And it's like the backup quarterback's the favorite guy in y'all town. Y'all literally don't know what a good quarterback is. I know, is. and like, everybody everybody just loves the backup quarterback. He's the most loved guy in town, and everybody hates the starting quarterback, and it just creates this divide between them that's just fake, yeah. and it's not like that inside the locker room at all. But I that's agree sort with of, just narratives. That's what, this is what we're getting here again, but look, shout-out to Bajan, bro. Shout-out to Deontay Foreman as well. He erupted for three touchdowns, well over 100 total yeah. yards. This is what we brought him in to do. Second game starting. Roshan Johnson, for some whatever reason, still in concussion protocol for fucking two and a half weeks now. I don't know what the hell is going on. There might be something going on there. Um, I hope not, man. Shout out to him because he's a stud. I really Get well soon, bro. Ball. But this this Bears rushing attack, dude, it's it's no slouch. I mean, it was number one in the league last year. Once Khalil Herbert, once Roshan Johnson gets back, then if for whatever reason we see Justin Fields used as a runner again, I mean, it's just going to be the same Bears football that we've seen the last year and a half with him. But hopefully you would. Expect to see more with a guy like DJ Moore in your offense as well. So you know what I think you guys should do? Trade DJ Moore, Justin Fields to the Packers for <laughs> Alex Magoo. I agree. I'd say we could just do a seventh round pick for Magoo. No, 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 no. Trade everything. everything. No, no, no. We can just we can just send a seventh round pick for Magoo. And send then you, Fields off how about another a first team. round pick for Magoo. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Once. Once he wins the Super Bowl with us, then teams are going to be offering us first-round picks for him. But we'll take him for a seventh. We'll take him for a seventh, then we'll send off Justin Fields for like a second and a third. Or you trade your entire starting roster on offense, or just cut them. And then you sign the entire starting offense for the Birmingham Stallions, and then you guys Uh, win 12 games. I'm good. 12 games. We might win minus 12 games. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It might be bad. Sorry for <laughs> fucking around with that shit too much. But but no, dude, like this is good upside for the Bears. Is, though. As much as it looked like it was going to be such a shit game, it probably was if you're just like a casual or neutral fan. But I mean, as a Bears fan, it obviously wasn't. But thirty to twelve, there was points scored. There were big plays. Oh, yeah. And if you're just a, even if you were a casual fan, once you learn the story of Tyson Bajan, you were rooting for him, bro. Like first or second drive, he had to scramble for the first down on like second and long. Ran out of balance. Was giving me some more to the crowd. Chicago was fucking loving it, bro. Like, you don't see that type of moxie from an undrafted free agent quarterback from Division Two, you know? But He was taking his chance, bro. I have I have my receipts on him dating back to preseason. I've said it from the start. The main consistency with this dude is that the Bears offense just works better when he's in there, unfortunately. You see the highest the better rise. structure. Yeah. It's, just, it's because it's... Tyson Bajan is able to, I'm not comparing the two, but he's able to come in there and do like the Brock Purdy. He's able to do what's asked of him, nothing more, nothing less, and he has the experience at the quarterback position to be able to do that. What did I say a week or so ago about like a guy like Brock Purdy and a guy coming out of like Ohio State like a Justin Fields? Like He has more experience and just overall more time playing that quarterback position. He has to fit the ball in tighter windows. He has to be more spot on with his technique. He doesn't have five-star offensive linemen, five-star receivers running down the field playing and play out. You know, There's a difference between that. This I dude, agree. Tyson Bajan, played like 200-plus more games than Justin Fields did at the college level. Had I, I, I can't remember the stats off my head. It's always insane. And like obviously, one's Division two, one's Ohio State. you got to take that into account. But it's just reps at the quarterback position, and that goes a long way considerably when the dude has five times more games, yards, completions, touchdowns, throws than someone like Justin Fields does, you know? And that's just 
I've all I've gotten all that from people just comparing the two in this quarterback controversy that people are making up. But I mean, what I'm getting at is that Bayesian knows how to run the offense that Luke Getze wants to run. Mm-hmm. Luke Getze wants to run running offense with horizontal passing offense. Fields is more improvisation. More and more improvisation and more vertically stretching yeah. the ball down the field. What Getze wants to do is the complete opposite of what Fields is good at. And that's the thing. That's what we've seen him try to force Fields in doing all year. You saw that very first play of the Vikings game last week, or the week before. We came up and shot in an empty backfield. Only five guys on the O-line. There was a free edge rusher. Didn't even get touched. The play was for Justin Fields to look to his left to right, get the ball out on a twitch screen, and not even take the hit. But he hiked it, he froze, looked at the receiver, and just for whatever reason, there was something that just stopped him from making that throw. And he got fucking smashed first play of the game. And that's when, okay, this is how this day is going to go. Yeah. But then, if Tyson Bajan's in that position, he Making gets the ball out. Yeah. You know? And that's just the slight differences between the two. And right now, that's just what we're seeing. The very first time I saw Bajan was in the preseason against the Titans of the Colts against third-string defense. Yes, I understand that. But it was a 17-play, 92-yard drive where it was just him orchestra- orchestrating and executing on everything that was asked him to do. And he came in with eight minutes left in the Vikings game, and we saw two more drives of ten plays or more. Yes, he had a pick in the strip sack, return for a touchdown, whatever. But I'm looking at that. And then we come in in this Raiders game, we had four drives, ten plays or more, that all resulted in points. You weren't seeing that with Justin Fields. That just goes to him playing the quarterback's position and – like I said, just solidifying the fact that we have a solid number two backup quarterback. And that's all it is, really. And that's well said, honestly. And I'm sure, and make sure you guys are checking out the Windy City Reports episodes covering the Chicago Bears. And just overall, what's going on with the coaching and stuff. And um, we do actually, at the end of this episode, are going to make an announcement for the new series. Um, going to be covering NBA. So just yeah. just make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And At the end of this episode... We have a nice, cool-ass uh, episode art and everything planned out. I don't know if, Logan, I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah, no. Brandon, if you want to pull it up for him, that'd be pretty cool to get a little live reaction of it. The, oh, I'm sorry, what was that? The, uh, the new logo for the series. Don't announce it yet, but show Logan if you can. We're going to do that at the end of the episode. But, Logan, I know this is a game you want to talk about. Um, not a beautiful game. No. Okay, okay. Um, nice. And, like, like I was saying, the Giants... Versus the Commanders, Commanders fall to three and four. The Giants improve to two and five. The Giants won fourteen to seven over the Commanders. I just want to say this: I just feel bad for Sam Howell. I, I really do. He was getting annihilated. Yeah. Um, and he has no help from Ron Rivera. I don't even think Ron Rivera gives a fuck. No. Um, but if they had Eric Bieniemy at home, this team would be a lot better. I don't know though. I, I do because like they have a really solid defense. I don't so, I mean the on offense paper. isn't even looking that good even with him. Like I don't know. At well, I this, mean at least this game. I, I I feel like it was also because Brian Dayball was making those Wink Martindale and Wink Martindale playing chess. This is he's a division fucking, game. He, Wink Martindale had some doubts early on. He, he last two weeks he's, he's been turning it on for sure. Kayvon he's been turning it on. Dexter Lawrence I mean, well what else can you ask of him? He I think he's up there like if he keeps this up. He'll be right there with anybody else in DPOY, I think. How has Pinnock been playing? He's doing his job. Doing Good. well. Yeah. Good. I, mean, I like to see that. The whole defense really has been good. Mikey McFadden. He was um, a seventh-round pick, correct? I think he's a fifth-round pick for the Jets, and they got rid of him. Uh, this, is he a second-year player? Third-year player. Third-year player? Got him last year, though. Wow. And he was a backup all last year? No, we, we, he, I almost say he was a backup, but... Only, like, a skill player? Yeah, no, because Love start... Um, Jordan Love? No. 
Julian. Julian Love, yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Julian Love and Xavier McKinney were starting, but when McKinney went down when he broke his hand, uh, Pinnock came in. Came in for some yeah, games. He, I, like I said, I, I thought he played solid last year, like for us. Like, I never noticed him making blatant mistakes. Like, there was times where Nick McLeod, who we still have, who's now a safety for us, like this guy was lining up at corner, and every time he was on the field, he would get burnt. I, I, I would call it out every single time, but every time Pinnock would come in, I would always see him. I'm like, okay, this guy's this guy's not bad. He's doing his job, making plays, and this year even more so. I think he had a sack this week. I want to say. But, um, yeah, he, he's, he's, for what we got him, like a midseason pickup last year, he's pretty damn good. Um, Thibodeau, like I said, he's turning it on. He's on pace for like 13 or 14 sacks this year. Um, so he's, he's definitely turning it on. Uh, I already mentioned Dexter you, Lawrence. You mentioned the McFadden. Oh, the yeah, Michael McFadden. Uh, oh, yeah, he was the highest rated linebacker in all football this week. Wow. 89.8. Dude, we were talking about him and, like three weeks ago. And, and, and Michael McFadden and Bobby O'Carrigan, who I haven't even mentioned, uh, they're the best linebackers we've had. And, and years, like, like I've never seen, like, I've, in my time being alive as a Giants fan, like, I, I've never seen good linebackers at all. So, like, this is, like, the best I've ever seen. Um, I was seeing O'Kirky making some good yeah, plays, Yeah, he, he's, he's fucking, he's worth that contract, every, every penny of that contract. And he's going to be there probably the whole time. Oh, yeah, I, I think he'll retire as a Giant. Um, and then Deontay Banks, whoa, what a pick he's turning out to be. He's, he's something else. He's... One of the highest, like, graded athletic corner cornerbacks of all time, and he's showing it. He had a nice pick. You know, him and McCormick going back and forth. McCormick got the best of him a couple plays, but Deontay Banks is something else, man. Like, he, he's he's going to be good for a long time for us, for sure. Uh, I'm happy we got him. He's a freak athlete. Freak athlete. And you guys are kind of in the same situation as the Patriots, in my opinion. You're 2-5, and five, each yeah. of those teams. Are you still in it? Super Bowl rematch? I think... Maybe? I think if we beat Put your the money Bills, on it now. If we beat the Bills last week, we would have been in it. We well, three four. I mean, you're still two and five. I know the division is fucking tough. Funny, we're one game out, one and a half games out of the wild card spot. If you guys win next week, <laughs> I think. Games hey, so are the Bears. We're I, two and five. Yeah. I, I think same with the Bears. You guys are in that tier of like you guys could potentially turn well, it around. Yeah, Justin right now. Fields said it. Uh, week four, I think. Lions started one and six last year and all, yeah, almost did. made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Almost. Nearly. But they sent someone home. They upset them. So could the Bears yeah. be an upset for someone? Someone was Green Bay, but yeah, I just. I just I was kind of shocked when Justin Fields said that. Oh, like, yeah. you have to take that into account. Is it a good? It's a good know, example. But like, it'd be different if you actually made the playoffs. Yeah, but you still want. Yeah, we started out one and six, but we still didn't make the playoffs. But we oh, he said almost. Yeah, almost made the playoffs. I mean, that's what happened. You guys almost yeah. made the playoffs. You know, so, I don't think that'll happen for the Giants this year. I, I think we'll end off. We have a pretty easy schedule coming up. Like we have, like Patriots, Raiders, Jets this week. Like winnable games for sure. Commanders again, of course. But then we have Eagles twice and. Cowboys, but I can, I can definitely see us finishing seven and ten, eight and nine. Like that's I don't, and Dan's coming back, Andrew Thomas is coming back, John Michael Smith's coming back. We have guys coming back. Dory Jackson didn't even play this week. Um, it's plausible to go on a little win streak yeah, here. Yeah, I don't see why not. Like we're not. I mean, we're not a good team. But like if you guys win three games in a row, you'd be five and five. But what are you saying then? We're back. <laughs> okay. Um, but, um, Same with you, Brandon. If you guys win three games in a row, what are you saying then? We're we're not back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but so I see the mentality of the Bears fans and then the mentality of the Giants right. fans, two and two here. Offensively, though, this game, Tyrod did well in the first half. Darren Waller, you had him in fantasy, had a great game. Makes seven for 98, a touchdown. He came, he came alive this Best game, game of sure. the season. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Jalen Hyatt, it was a, two catches for 75 yards, one really good sideline catch. He had a couple couple opportunities in this game. To what have I been saying, catches. bro? What have I been saying? Get him involved. But he, he had this one throw, and, and in preseason, like you were saying about Badgeman, but in preseason with us in training camp, uh, Tyrod and, and, and uh, Jalen Hyatt had a good connection. Mm. 
And we're seeing it. Like, Tyrod likes him. He likes going to him. His speed is just really good. He had a, really, a phenomenal route. I, I forget who, the, who it was it was on. Um, but you know, it was a nice little sideline catch. There was one to the end zone where it was, like, really good defense. And he got it with one hand. And it was so close to being a one-hand catch. I was, about, I was about to say, like, that's that's Odell right there. But it was no Odell because he didn't didn't come down with it. But... It was it was so close, so so very close. And then Saquon, of course, he's he's coming back alive. Had that nice like 32 yard touchdown catch. Tyrod just kind of dumped it off, and Saquon did the rest. Um, offensive line didn't look horrible in the first half, at least. But second half, definitely the whole offense sputtered. Um, but I, I do like what I saw. It's be- definitely a better game than we've seen the whole season, really. Especially especially on defense. I mean, seven points given up. Yeah. Six sacks. I want to say just Jesus. overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the punt returns. We we don't have a good punt returner. Like everyone just dro- we had Eric Gray back there, dropped the punt, muffed it. I'm pretty sure they recovered it. Um, he's he's on IR. He just got hurt. Then we threw Sterling Shepard back there. He muffed the punt. And then we threw Darius Slayton back there, and he didn't muff one. But we signed Gunnar Olszewski this week. He's a cut from the Steelers, and good. He fucking dropped a couple punts early on this year. That's why he got cut. Yep. So I don't know. We'll see how he does compared to what we. But I mean. I was calling it out. Like, why do we have issues with just catching the punts? Like, that's such a fundamental, tiny problem. Bayless Jones does it every fucking week for the Bears, bro. But, Ever yeah, since we drafted him. But that's, that's pretty much all I got for the Giants. Just hopefully we can take some more forward and beat the Jets this week. We'll see. And then the next game was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking the L against the Atlanta Falcons, falling 13-16. to Falcons improved to 4-3. and The Bucs fall to 3-3, and going to 500. Looks like the Falcons are pulling this division away if they continue on this rant. Young Hoku with a helmet flip to end the game, which was pretty sick. How he was just looking at his sideline, flipped his helmet. All the boys came over and pretty much started making sure he was absolutely gift wrapped. Like, um, and the Falcons won this game. The Falcons did not win this game, bro. Like, neither the, team was the Bucks win this. lost this game. It was it was a more, tie. More so than the Falcons won. This should have been a tie. More the the Bucks lost this game more so than the Falcons won for sure. There's so many up. Bijan wasn't even fucking. Playing. And Baker didn't practice. Really? Yeah, he's yeah. So that's what I did. What did I say? Week six, week seven, baby. I'm, 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 I'm me and Chris Broussard are probably the only two individuals on this planet calling for Kyle Trask to take a snap. Yeah, I'm right there with you, bro. I I, I want to see it. I don't like agreeing with Chris Broussard, but I'm I don't think anyone does. Does anyone like name one receipt of his that you actually agree with? No, I can't. But. um uh, there's nothing really to say about this game. Just kind of an abysmal performance by both teams. Brandon, anything to touch up on this game? Did you watch this? No. That's a perfect summary. I did not waste my time watching yeah, this. So. I, I wish. I, I, I wish. And no usually, one in our, in our group chat, too, it's our fantasy leads full of Bucks fans, so I usually just get my updates from Bucks games through there. And I'm sure they were devastated a little bit. And Yeah, I mean, this... I, I was made a fool by this Bucks team. You know you know how much I like hating them, but multiple times I had them like my top 12, top 10 in power rankings this year, and anytime we see them play a good team, they just look like shit. And now they lose to a team like Atlanta. Who improved to 4-3. and three. They're winning yeah. still. Like And they still very well win this division, bro. Desmond Ritter, division champion. They're first, so they're first right now in the division. What I've been saying. It's so awful, bro. They're first right so now. Shit. That game put them in first. Yeah, uh, check my receipts. I've been calling for Desmond Ritter. And Bijan at point three for me in both my leagues. Yay. You're what? Thanks, Falcons. Thanks for announcing that before the game. He didn't, didn't, he didn't it, feel well, bro. It's not like I have Algiers uh, on my bench like for that for that reason in both leagues. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, not even an hour heads up, bro. No, nothing. At <laughs> halftime, we learned about what was going on. <laughs> halftime. Bro, they don't give a fuck. Thanks, Dr. Smith. <laughs> 
Bro, just picture it now. Week 18, Desmond Ritter and Atlanta Falcons going to New Orleans to take on Jameis Winston and the like, New Orleans Saints for like the division title. For the division title. Yo, I'm betting my paycheck. So like the Falcons Derek Carr game. won't even be playing anymore. Taysom Hill might be starting yeah. the quarterback. I would prefer Taysom Hill at quarterback. <laughs> this year's fucked, bro. But uh, I guess moving into a game, I can kind of just... I wasn't even say about this game. Nothing really to say. Uh... <laughs> About this one, Lions fall to five and two. Ravens improve to five and two. They lose six to thirty-eight. It was thirty-five to zero at one point. Lamar just diced up this defense. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Dude, this was a. I, I don't think I've seen Lamar play like this uh, in yeah. a while. Uh, yeah. I said I, this before. MVP year. I said this before the we did the pod, but this is this just looks like the defense that Aaron Gled was fielding three. during the three and thirteen and one season during the one and six start last year. It just looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm calling for them to get Patrick Sertan before the trade it was deadline. The whole team, though, like the offense like shit too. Passing yards for Lamar. Well, 357. Honestly, with David Montgomery out and Jameer Gibbs barely getting any touches in the first half, yeah. like it, I don't know what our play calling was as well, but I, it it's just one of those games. it was one of those games. Uh, but the Lions fell pretty hard at my um, power rankings. It, so just, I won't like, lie. The Lions are always one of those teams that comes out with, with the energy. And the, they, they were dead. Like, they were fucking dead going into this game. They were, but it, I feel like when you actually break it down and watch all the teams they've beaten, they've been in good games and stuff against good teams. Yeah, but yeah. It's it was just, one of those weeks. They didn't, at once they during this game, control the pace no, of this they, game. they were not prepared From at the start. all. And that's how they've won. That's how they've won every yeah. game, if you watch it. A rush attack and getting the stops on defense. They couldn't get a stop to save their fucking mother. What, they, whatever, they couldn't. Uh, Whatever game plan they had this week, it was just a wrong failed. game plan. Yeah. It failed. But, Honestly, but you know what? This is good because they can learn from this stuff. Yeah, and you humbling it, experience. Humbling, and if anything, you just take what you learn from it. Take Better your, days are Take ahead. it on the but, chin uh, and just move on. My just... faith dwindled quite a bit after this loss. When it came, when it comes to we're going to be facing these caliber defenses yeah. in the, the playoffs, teams in general, and this this caliber coaching, and we couldn't beat Pete Carroll. We couldn't beat Harbaugh. Those are the types of guys and names you're going to see in the playoffs. You have to win these chess matches, and we didn't play chess at all. No, you guys shit up. It, it, it no. was pathetic. Honestly, um, like, the and, Lions sort of fall in that Dolphins category. Yeah, I, I agree. I, we've played better teams than the Dolphins have had, but I, yeah, I, yeah. I this was yeah, just sure. a wake-up call. Just, as far as, like, you looking at who they beat, you have the Chiefs, obviously, you cannot buy count or uh, bypass that, but you play the Falcons, Panthers, Packers, Bucks. And you look like the same thing, just bring up the Lions and who they'd be, or not the Lions, the Dolphins, but who they'd be, but they've also just dominated those teams, you know? So they're still right there. So, like, there's a two to three teams in the AFC that are, like, the upper national one, then there's the Dolphins. And there's, like, the two or three teams in the upper national one and the NFC, then there's the Lions. But you know what's crazy and that's what about, I sort of feel like, like right this now. This year, though, I agree is with that, that. Like, every team is vulnerable. Yeah, and that's, that's very true but as well. So that's why, like, like, the Lions this week? Or you like... can only take that with a grain of salt, though, at the same time, you know? As much as you want to, like, be down about this... This performance is weak. It's you, right. you, you know it too, but like longer, longer picture, you guys are. It's guys gonna are be. Yeah. It, it was just a rough weekend from rowdies to this. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. And just knowing that my teams collectively this weekend scored six points in two sports was just hurtful. It, it hurt me a little bit. You know, not even seven or eight. You know, not even a goal yeah. from the rowdies, and not even a touchdown from the lions. Yeah. So it was something, and well, I'm a touchdown. They just missed. They would try to go for two. Who scored? Jameer Gibbs, twenty-one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. 
I, I mean, I just wish he was more utilized. And uh, luckily, he pretty well though. Luckily, we're getting more guys back this upcoming week. Josh Pascal is actually going to be back, which he is our starting other edge rusher. He has to be. He's been out since like week one, right? Uh, he played week one, week two, got injured week three. I'm thinking of James Houston. James out Houston's one, yeah. been out since week three. <laughs> okay. Um, which he's been—he's never been like a full-blown starter. He's kind of just that that edge package yeah. guy for third downs and yeah. stuff. But we still have the depth to—we—we—we we, we saw that we have the depth to win without those guys. And yeah. I'm not slighting them at all, but just saying. But I guess we can get into that Monday night game. Uh, the 49ers taking the L against the Vikings, who improved to three and four. The Niners fall to five and two. The Vikings won this game twenty-two to seventeen. Brock Purdy, his second pedestrian game in a row. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this game, guys? Trent Williams is out. Debo is out. But it shouldn't matter. You know, like next man up for sure. But um, Vikings, man. Jordan Addison just ripped the ball away from that defender and sixty-yard touchdown. He had a phenomenal game. Kirk Cousins on Monday night beat the 49ers. Like he showed something. Prime Kirk. Are the Vikings back? Maybe. Like they look pretty good. Like they look better than last year. They just there's not winning as many games. I agree. But, like like they, they defense is bad though. Yeah, but they like good. This, they look really good this game. Brian Flores, he's there. He's was it maybe they played good or Brock Purdy just played bad? I think I mean Brock Purdy did play bad, but I mean they were making plays. Yeah, gotta give it to him. You do gotta give the win to him for sure. It was a, it was a bend but don't break night for the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at Purdy's stat line. Still only had nine incompletions, 272 yards. Had those two really. I can't remember the second pick, but one of those was picks bad. was terrible. They're both bad. And one of the picks was just terrible. I can't remember the second one, but... Was that the end of the game? Shout out to Jordan Addison. Lose the game. <laughs> Absolutely just balled out, Jordan Addison did. That play where he just ripped the ball from the guy yeah. and just took it to the house after getting picked off on the same down earlier. Yeah. That was that was good to see. I don't really know how to feel about this Vikings team. I, I don't. They're... Honestly, you could say... Well... I would I would still give the the Lions a hand and just talent wise, yeah. But for they're sure. they're very close to one another. Very no, yeah, close. because coaching wise, you got to give Kevin O'Connell credit. He made the playoffs last year, and the Lions didn't. So you expected the Vikings to be the number one team in this division, but they did not turn out to be in the first four or five weeks of the no. season. Yeah, now there's a whole ten more games. The only there reason is. it's kind of hard to say this too, but the only reason I want to give the Lions the edge. Minus coaching is the defensive side of things, which I mean, how can I say that after this week? But I just the Vikings defense is that bad in my opinion. Even though they have better individual players, you know, it's just yeah, more names. It just goes down to the coaching. Daniel Hunter's a sack leader. Yeah, Daniel Hunter's a beast. Harrison Smith's a beast. Um, they got Jordan Hicks. I think he's playing. One of the Hicks guys is playing yeah, in there. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know what to feel about this team because all seven of the Vikings games sit in a three and four record. Once again, they're one score games. Yeah, the three and four. That's their two and five. Three and four, and they're all so one. They're still in it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, very yeah. well, very yeah. well, still in it. And but they're all one score games. Once again, every single game this season has been a one score game. For you got to figure out ways to separate from these teams. But that's why, like, I can't. I don't want to buy too high on them because, like, but they look good though. Like, they really do. But they they were thirteen or four last and year. Like, Jetta's coming look, back they soon. They look good last year too. And Jetta's apparently his his injury like. He's going to be back soon. I wasn't expecting him to really miss that long of time, but I mean, this is still one of the most talented offenses in all of football yeah. with TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, Jay Jettas. Even Kirk. You mentioned Kirk, yeah, too. Yeah, of course. They wish, you wish they had a better running back still, <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Just the man. <laughs> well, he's, he's done. I know, he's but lost. still, it's, it's, it's Dalvin Cook, man. And, and when you have the attention going to those other three names we just listed, 
any running back can really still come out there and perform. But. Their, um, their tackles, Christian Darisaw, like shut down Nick Bosa this week. Uh, yeah. Brian O'Neill, I think it was last week, but not this week. Brian O'Neill was a highest rated right tackle, and, and uh, Darisaw was a highest rated left tackle. And they have a very favorable schedule. They play the Packers next week, followed up by the Falcons, Saints, and Broncos. And they play the Bears again and the Raiders. Wow. So they, they could very well go on a run here, but that's what I'm saying. I just don't know about this team because yeah. every game is going to be a one-score game with them. And one-score games, as we all know, can go one way or the other. Yeah. It's just how it is. You know, they were 11-0 in one-score games last year. This year, they're 3-4 and four in one-score games. It's like, I what agree. the fuck is up with this team, you know? So that's they're just, they're just that team that's there. And everyone just knows and has in the back of their mind that, like, okay, this team can make a push to be, like, a top three seed in the – NFC this season, they'd have to make a crazy run to catch up to Detroit, but it's possible. It is but any at given the same Sunday. time. Like you're not going to sit here and like bet. Okay, this team is going to end up doing that. Yeah, I you agree. It's, they're in a very weird spot, but they're pulling out games like this without Justin Jefferson. So if anything, you're only looking up if you're a Vikings fan. I agree. And I guess now is the perfect time to get into our um, after the recap of all those games. Now we're, now is the perfect time to get into our Week Seven power rankings going into Week Eight. Um, Logan, if you want to go first this week. Yes, yeah, sure. And then Brandon, you can slide in at that number two spot, and I will go last, and then we'll get into our predictions for week eight. Okay, okay. So starting off at number 32, beginning, shooting off this first tier, um, this tier is called the Hall of Shame, the Hall of Garbage, whatever you want to call it. Um, this, is, goes, this goes from 32 to 26. Starting off as the Panthers, staying put at 32, of course. Um, 31 is the Cardinals, uh, going down three spots. About time they bottom out here. Um, 30 is the Raiders going down seven spots. Just an awful, awful, awful performance. Um, <laughs> yeah. 29 is the Bears going up one spot. You know, I, they're better than the Raiders, obviously. So, that's, and then 28 out of the Packers down eight spots. I have them above the, above the Bears because they beat them. But the Packers just trending, trending down. Just, I mean, 28, I feel like that's harsh for them, but is it really? They're two and four. I mean, it's two and four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then 27 is the Broncos, up two spots from last week. Of course, they just beat the Packers, so it makes sense to have them one spot above the Packers. Um, and then closing up this Hall of Garbage, at number 26 is the Titans staying put. Um, they're selling. Derek Henry's probably going to be gone. Hopkins is probably gone. Will Levis is starting this week. They're, he said, I'll be going. ready if my name's called. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, and this next tier starting off at 25 to 22. This tier is teams that have feisty defenses, but their offenses are mid. Yeah. Um, starting off at 25 is the Commanders down seven spots from last week. Their offense has moments, but overall I think it's just pretty mid. With, yeah. with a pretty feisty defense at times. Um, 24 staying put is the Saints. Um, I think they fit right right well into that tier as well. Um, and then 23 up four spots from last week is the Giants. I fit that here fit that tier to a T. That's their tier literally. Um, and then closing off this tier at 22 is the Patriots up nine spots from last week. Um, big jump for them, but it was, it was an impressive win. It was. Um, and and. With these upcoming matchups, I think they definitely can uh, show they're better than all these teams that I have under them. Um, kicking off this next tier, these are teams that are like potential playoff teams, but they have issues. Um, starting off at number 21 is the Colts staying put from last week. If Gardner can play like he did last week, they can they can win games for sure. Um, will they be in the playoffs? Probably not, but the divisions, I mean, the, the Jags are running away with it, but it's up in the air for sure. You just, it's always questionable in that division. Um, number 20, down five spots from last week, is the Rams. Um, I mean, who they lose to? The Steelers, yeah. The Steelers, yeah. It's a game that they should have won for sure, in my opinion. Um, number nineteen going down five spots from last week is the Bucks, and like we just said before, that 
they beat they they lost this like they they beat themselves. They did not lose to the Falcons. They lost to themselves. Um, number eighteen up four spots from last week. Reluctantly is the Falcons. You know I I, I don't like this team. Like they're what four and two now. Yeah, four and three. Four and three now. I I don't think they're a good team. I don't. <laughs> but they just I have to put them in the teens because they're four they have four wins. Um, number seventeen up two spots from last week is the Steelers. Impressive win, I guess. Um, four and two, just winning games, but another team I just don't believe in at all this year. Um, 16, up one spot from last week. I think I was on a bye, the Texans. I mean, like I said, they're on a bye, so not much to say about them. Number 15, up one spot from last week is the Jets. I think they were on a bye week as well, right? Yeah. Um, and then number 14, up 11 spots from last week. My wow. biggest rise of the week is the Vikings. I think that's a good spot for them after, after, that, after that win. That's, that was an impressive win. I was watching it and I was like, "Damn! Like, did we really about to do this?" And, and they ended up doing it. Yeah. So I think fourteen is it's high. It's definitely is high, but I think they 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 are better than the Jets and Texans right now. I'd say. So I think they slotted in pretty well right there. Um, number thirteen down one spot from last week is oh that that closes off that tier. Sorry about that. Um, this next tier, uh, starting off at number thirteen is probable playoff teams. Um, number thirteen is the Chargers down one spot from last week. Uh, Twelve is the Seahawks up one spot from last week. Um, and then these next couple teams, they're dropping, but only because I have another team rising up a lot. So, um, number 11 is the Jags, down one spot from last week. For no reason, they're dropping. Uh, just, they had a, we talked about it, a very good win. Um, number 10, the Bengals, they're on a bye, down, down one spot from last week. No reason they're going down. Um, number 9 is the Browns going down one spot. No reason they're, they're going down again. Good win for them. Um... And then number eight, down four spots from last week, is the Buffalo Bills. I think they slot in pretty well right here. Um, maybe you could put the Browns over them. I wouldn't because of the quarterback situation, in my opinion. Um, but the Bills, they, they might be trending downward like even more so. The, they're, they're losing pieces on defense and it's showing. Well, they lost pieces of defense and it's showing. Yeah. Um, number seven, closing off this tier, is the Cowboys thing. Put from last week. They were on a bye week, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this next tier is from six to three, and this tier is Super Bowl contenders. Um, started kicking off that tier down five spots from last week is the Lions. Um, the bottom of this tier for sure, but I think they're right there with the, with the, the Niners and Eagles in the NFC. It's up in the air for sure. Um, number five staying put is the Dolphins, um, and then number four going down two spots is, is the 49ers. Uh, I don't know what's going on with them. Um, I, I don't want to put them any lower than that because I do think they, they are top fourteen, but. It was hard. Um, but number three, a team I had to put over the Niners this week, closing off this tier is the Ravens, up eight spots from last week. I think they I think they deserve to be here at this point. Lamar's been like an MVP. Um, and then this next this next tier, um, it's it's called Super Bowl rematch question mark because number two is the Eagles, number one is the Chiefs. <laughs> so is it is this Super Bowl rematch? I mean, they, they're the two clear best teams in the NFL right now. In my Maybe. Opinion. So we're we just gonna see another. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, that, that, I mean, and the Eagles were up four spots, Chiefs up two spots. But that, that closes off my list. Uh, but, Brandon, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I'll take the cake on this one. Uh, number 32, no longer have the New York Giants. Nice. I got the Carolina Panthers. Yes, Only sir. win this team in all the football, and yes, I'm going to just keep praying for that all the way through. I want that number one pick again. Number 31, probably a little harsh, but it'll be warranted. The Green Bay Packers. Wow. Dropping from... All the way from 22 last week, dropping wow. nine spots. They're terrible. I just think they're terrible. You just lost to the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know the Bears lost to the Broncos, but they did it they almost as bad, but a different way than yeah. you guys did. And you were 
you're Packers you're sad. a great comeback away from being only a one win team against the uh, the Saints. Yeah. You know? And you lost to a Raiders team that the Bears just blew out with an undrafted free agent quarterback. This this Packers team is shit. You know <laughs> they they are, and They're I can, shit. I say that so proudly. And so <laughs> I, I want to believe in the Missouri State historic franchise, but yeah, it's, just, it's hard to fuck it's all that. To. The Bears are a historic franchise. Yeah, but the Bears don't deserve love. <laughs> the Packers do. The Packers just I just like Rodgers. Alrighty. No I more, guess that's fair. No more Rodgers there. Yeah, yeah so like, there's for, no Rodgers' sake. So, go do that to the Jets, bro. It's not Rodgers' sake. He hates, he hates the Packers too, bro. That's I why think, he left. I think the NFL is better when the Packers are good. Fuck that. The better when the Bears are good. <laughs> number 30, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Um, number 29, away from the bottom three, I have the New York Giants. Nice. Number 28, I got the Denver Broncos. Number 27, I got the New England Patriots. Number 26, got the Las Vegas Raiders. They're only above the Patriots because they beat them head to head, but I don't think that happens again, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Twenty five. This team is just gonna keep dropping, trending down. The Tennessee Titans. Yep. Same with the team right above them at twenty four, the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. As much as I do like Sam Howell, I do. Sam like, Howell. I do like Eric Bieniemy. I like the weapons they have. They're just not a bad team, and yeah. they're not consistent. And like, they just lost the Giants. I mean, no offense, but we, the we dominated them for all four yeah. quarters. Really, like they they started to creep back, but like we we really dominated them the whole first half, like. They weren't doing shit. <laughs> Number 23, moving up seven spots, my Chicago Bears. A little generous, but, I mean, I had to inflate the Bears if I'm really going to deflate the Packers. Yeah. It was just only fitting. But I still, I mean, we beat the Commanders. I think we beat Tennessee. We just beat the Raiders. Last time we played the Patriots, we beat the Patriots. Should have beat the Broncos. I mean, every team below us, I realistically think we have a chance at beating, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would feel the same way. Yeah. Number 22, the New Orleans Saints. They're also trending down. Alvin Kamara though has been just going crazy right now. He has in like fantasy, thirty plus catches in three games It's just like fucking already. Derek Carr. That's what he does. Just almost, dump offs. He has almost forty catches in three weeks. So stupid. In it's insane. He's like, like twenty catches. like fifteen catches for fifteen yards. But like, what dude, I was I was high on this Saints team coming in. I've always been a Derek Carr fan. You know, I'm hanging on to the past big time. But this that Raiders season before he got hurt when Awful. he was. Playing like an MVP oh, that yeah, season, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like I was just a huge fan of him, and just I always just hoped and hoped and hoped he could do that. And I thought the he Saints was, was his failed, only though. chance. They failed him. Yeah, big time. I thought the Saints was his last chance and a good chance for him, but they're just a poverty franchise right now, yeah. and they're in I transition was, right now. I was sure. only I was only banking on that just because of the weapons they have, you know, and like last time we saw the capable quarterback was Drew Brees, so like I thought everything was going to come in line for him. Completely wrong. It might be time for the Saints to like, not blow it up, but like they gotta start. I think fresh, they're starting, you know, that. and they're they're on their way. Their defense is still playing really good, but their defense is very old. Mm-hmm. A lot of old pieces. Moving on to twenty one, Indianapolis Colts. They're just sort of in a middle ground right now. Yeah. I mean, they lost AR. We all sort of feel the same way. I feel like on that. Exactly right. I, I still I still like that team a lot. I like the coaching staff. I like the scheme they have. I like their offensive weapons. Their defense is very formidable as well. They're just they're gonna be that team that finishes probably with the top twelve pick, but they're competitive in every game. You know, I mean, they just got hosed by the refs this week. They beat the Ravens this year already. They're in every single game. They should have beat the Rams as well. Gave up an overtime touchdown to Puka Nakua. But if you're a Colts fan, 
you're just sort of treading by right now, yeah. and you're just sort of like, all right. You got to be happy with what you saw from AR. Exactly. You got to be happy with that, and you sort of know, you should know what this season is going to be, and you just got to look at the pieces like Jonathan Taylor, Josh Downs, mm-hmm. and the other pieces on defense, and just continue to see consistency and growth and positive things from them, just to sort of set you up for next yeah, year. For sure. It sucks, but that's just the reality that's yeah, that's how it is. Um, number 20, on the rise right now, the Minnesota Vikings, probably still a little bit low for the last couple of weeks, but they honestly should have lost to the Bears. I mean, should have, could have, would have, but they were not the better team in that game. They were outgained by like 230 yards against the Bears, and that was with Justin Fields only having 60-plus passing yards. That's crazy. Yeah, they, they were defensive. The only difference in that game was a defensive touchdown and a six-point game on a strip sack from the rookie on his first drive. Wow. So that's just that goes to show, and you know I already feel about them. I don't I don't really know where they're at right now. They're just sitting right there with the potential to be the top twelve team in like four weeks from now. Number nineteen still cracking the top twenty, just because the teams below them I still aren't going to take above them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they're definitely trending down right now. Number eighteen got the New York Jets coming off a of bye week, moved them up. Actually, you know I kept them at eighteen. They're, I think they deserve to be right there just solely because of their defense. And they still have Brees Hall. They still have Garrett Wilson. So you got to give them a shot in any game. Number 17, got the Atlanta Falcons. Number 16, the Los Angeles Rams. Then topping off the 15th spot got the Los Angeles Chargers. Trending down right now. Yeah. But I just I broke it down earlier. They just have an embarrassment of riches. Both sides of the ball. And I'm still banking on... Brandon Staley getting fired by like week 10, week 11. And I just see them kind of in some type of interim coach or Kellen Moore stepping up and they rallying off like five, six wins, you know. Yeah. I just believe in them. I know I'm doing a week-to-week power rankings, but I mean, would you say that the Falcons are going to beat the Chargers? Would you no. say that the Saints or the Bucks? Or, I mean, you never know. If Bison controls the run game. Like, you never know. But I mean, nine times out of ten, you're still going to take the Chargers. Number fifteen, or number fourteen. I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh Steelers trending up right now, really, and that could still be a little bit low for what some people could say. But the team above them, the Houston Texans, at thirteen. Last time we saw them play head to head, Pittsburgh got dominated. Number twelve, Cincinnati Bengals coming out for bye week. I moved them down one spot. I didn't want to drop them much farther just because I didn't want to treat them too harsh off that bye. Still trending upward. They have a big game against San Fran this week. A very winnable game. It's on the road, but we just saw. The Browns and the Vikings. Both at home beat the Niners. They're going to be coming back home. The Niners are pissed off. The fans are going to be there. They're going to show out. We know that. But there's no reason why the Bengals can't win this game. There really isn't. Moving on to number 11, the Cleveland Browns. Now, the only reason they're still ahead of the Bengals is just because of recency bias Mm -hmm. and the head-to-head matchup. Number 10, Cracking that top spot is the Seattle Seahawks back into the top 10 after um, dropping them down to 13. I did last week. A win that, like I said, expected them to win, but coming off a Bengals loss that they very were very well were in the entire game and had a chance to win late, got this win against the Cardinals team, covered the spread, did what they were expected to do. Coming into this Browns game now, they're going to really show us where they're at. I mean, I got number 10 and number 11 matching up against each other this coming week. So. And I don't know if Watson's going to be going. I don't think a lot of people are sure is, about that yeah. or confident he will be going. So this is a game that Seattle really should be winning. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I'm not sure if it's in Seattle or in Cleveland. I'm going to look right now. It is actually in Seattle. So this is a game that Seattle should definitely be winning. And 
really just sort of assert themselves back into that, okay, we need to pay attention to this team in the NFC. Moving on to number nine, one spot lower than where you had them loading, but still very fitting in their spot, the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Trending down right now. Um, looked very subpar against the Giants. Really should have lost that game, honestly. We should, yeah, we should beat them for sure. <laughs> then coming into this game against New England just got dominated, really. The only reason they were in this game is because you have Josh Allen on the other side of the ball. But they're coming into a matchup this week against the uh, actually yeah against the Bucks that played tonight actually, so yeah. that's gonna be our first prediction coming up here shortly. So that's gonna be an interesting matchup. Once again, we have this Bucks team that we know like look every time they play a good team, they crumble and they mm-hmm. look like shit. But this Bills team is very they suspect down to their level and have been played down to their level, which is correct. But at the same time. Would we be surprised if Josh Allen comes out here and just dices up this defense no. and throws for four touchdowns? No. I mean, maybe not, though. We'll talk about it soon. But Moving on to number eight, the Dallas Cowboys. Coming off a of bye week, just sort of in a, in a decent spot. I mean, still having an elite defense. We still know what they have offensively, but Dak Prescott is just not the answer, so that's why they're so low for me. <laughs> I only – I kind of – I didn't really want to put the Niners this low, but I have the Niners at seven. In two very bad losses. Some people might even drop them out of the top eight. But that defense, that roster in general, is still very formidable. I'm not going to hurt them too much just because of what they have going on injury-wise. If they still had Debo Samuel in there, they still had Trent Williams in there, they lost both these games, they'd be out of my top ten. Honestly, that, that's just yeah. how bad that they've looked these last two weeks. And this is coming from a team that was my number one for three weeks in a row. And all of us said it was Super Bowl favorites. And that's just crazy because that's what the NFL is. And that's how... Things can shift like that. Mm-hmm. Moving on to number six, Miami Dolphins. I was kind of torn on putting this team there or putting the Niners there. Excuse me, at number six. They can go either way. I'd be very, very interested to see that matchup. I mean, you got Mike McDaniels coming back and coaching the Dolphins against his former team in San Fran. That would be a hell of a matchup. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle against that defense. Dolphins run defense. Defense in general, very suspect can be exposed, but I'm giving the edge of Miami right now. Number five, cracking the top five this week, moving up one spot. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've been high on them all season. You guys know that. They're just still scratching the surface and slowly but surely just racking up wins. You know, they beat a Bills team. Yes, in London, they're there two weeks. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. They honestly dominated the Saints game. They just let the Saints get back into it come garbage time. Defense is really, really good. We touched on that, and I like I said, the offense is just still scratching the ceiling on what they can really, truly be. Number four, only dropping two spots this week, the Detroit Lions. We've already touched on it. Look, they got exposed defensively. Offensive-wise, they're still hurt in key positions. Jared Goff, you don't expect him to play like this week in and week out, and I think that Dan Campbell is the coach that is going to be able to get his guys to rebound from a performance like this. You know, and they have a relatively easy schedule for the most part. They have a very easy schedule, actually. You know, so <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually, I'm, I'm happy because like, you're, yeah, you're, if you're fine right this now. This was probably the toughest game in the next five. Like, yeah, we have yeah. a clear shot at the number one seed if we really wanted it, but we have to beat teams like this. But I mean, the way that San Fran's playing. Philly is really going to be that main threat. It's going to be Philly, I know. So it's going to come down to that. But moving on to number three, the team that just beat the Lions, moving up four spots for me, is the Baltimore Ravens. I've also been pretty high on them this season as well. 
I, I like that defense a lot. It's a top three, mm-hmm. top four defense right now. Zay Flowers is continuing to look good. Lamar Jackson is just playing out of his mind right now. Mark Andrews is catching two touchdowns. Shout out week. to Nick if you're out there listening. You said Roquan Smith is better than Ray Lewis. You said that. Who said that? Dude, dude, after the win, he was going like Ooh. this Raven fan I met at the wedding. Like, oh. Dude, he's going nuts. What? He's going nuts. I have to, I have to put your receipt out there, my friend. So, just you know, just I, I want you to know that. And he said Lamar, Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the league. He's playing like it. He played like it in that game. But uh, damn, man, Ravens fans are also crazy. I'm the biggest Robert Smith fan too, but that's a little bit. And like, one of the greatest linebackers. Of all that'd time. be something if you were like saying he was just playing around genuinely. But yeah. like, it was just funny. I just wanted to shout him like, out. I know he's listening. Yeah, I'm sure, but like. Against one of your own team's legends, though, you can't say like a former player. It's like he's saying, Kayvon's than, like, better than. Like, Michael at least Strange. say it about like a different team. He was shouting, he was linebacker. texting Caden while the game was going on, and he was just going nuts, bro. <laughs> like he's saying Tyrod's better than Eli. Shit, I might just want to drop Baltimore a little bit for that reason. <laughs> uh, moving to number two, same category that you got it, Logan. Uh, I got the Eagles, though, and I got the Chiefs at number one. Yeah, that's what I had as well. So. I mean, it can go either way. You're just yeah. waiting for that matchup, that Super Bowl rematch, hopefully. Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe not. Six in a row now, right? Chiefs? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they haven't lost since that week one game. Yeah. And we all sort of agree that week one game could have went any other way. Yeah. But that they could be 7-0 right now. That could be sort of could have would have. The Eagles could also be 7-0 if yeah. it's not for a fluke against the Jets, you know? So both teams sitting in that same spot where they could be undefeated and just on that paths are meeting up again, really. The Eagles also True. have had a lot of help from the refs this year. Yeah, but <laughs> the, the Chiefs had the help from the refs in the Super yeah. Bowl, so they're kind of yeah, just probably yeah, yeah. Ta- tailoring to them a little bit and just writing the script. Them why, back. Is that, why is that a thing, bro? Who knows, dude. But uh, I guess I'll go ahead. I'll start at number one just to spice it up a little mm-hmm. bit. At number one, I got the Eagles. Number two, I got the Chiefs. Number three, I got the Ravens. Number four, I got the Dolphins. Number five, I got the 49ers. Number six, I have the Cowboys. Number seven, I have the Lions. Number eight, I have the Jags. Shout out to Nick for the Ravens, by the way. I'm going to shout out to all the homies teams out there. Um, Like I said, number eight, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number nine, the Cleveland Browns. Number 10, the Seattle Seahawks. Number 11, the Buffalo Bills. Number 12, the the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, 13, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. 14, I have the LA Rams. 15, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 16, I have Houston. I dropped them for no reason, just because of the bye. Um, but at 17, I have the Jets, the highest they've been all year for me. So shout out to nice. them. Uh, at number 18, I have the Vikings. The only reason I have the Vikings lower is mainly because the Jets' win was more impressive to me. Just from the bye. Oh, no, uh, this the the game before that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Who'd they beat? Eagles. Eagles, yeah. Um, 18, yeah, like I said, the Vikings. Number 19, Colts, even though lost 38 points with Gardner Minshew. Very impressive, in my opinion. Number twenty, Atlanta. I, I like Bajan. I just the team is yeah. Even plays. <laughs> I yeah. It's so stupid. They're at twenty for me. Twenty one. I got the Packers. Twenty two. I got the Chargers. Twenty three. I got the Bears. Number twenty four. I got the Giants. Twenty five. I got the Commanders. Twenty six. I have the Patriots. I know it was a good win, but they were at thirty one for me last. Yeah. I'm not gonna go too nuts. I want to see what they can do this week, but. At 27, I got the Titans. They should be lower, but the team's lower. 
Right, you can probably agree that they're just these are just teams that are in a dumpster Shit, fire yeah. right now. The Saints, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Panthers, book closed. One thing we didn't do yet. What? Shout out to Jeff. Shout out to fucking <laughs> Jeff, the bro. The Raiders are at 30. I'm so sorry, Jeff. <laughs> they're at 31 for me. Oh, 30, yeah, not 30 for yeah, me. Yeah, bro, they're bottom four, bro. They're shit, bro. Sorry, Jeff. Um, but I guess we can go ahead and kind of go through our predictions for week eight here. Um, and starting off with the Thursday night matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills um, on Amazon Prime, obviously. They're in Buffalo, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills here, handedly. Uh, how about you guys? I don't know, sticking to Bills. cold there. The Bucks aren't used yeah. to that. Right there with you. Clean sweep. What's yeah. in the end? And uh, to start the Sunday matchups on October 29th, the Philadelphia Eagles go to Washington and take on the Commanders. I'm taking the Eagles. Washington's always feisty when you play the Eagles, but it's, it, is a, it is in Washington, so I could see this. I have no faith in Ron Rivera anymore. No, I don't either, but they're, they always have the Eagles number, so I could, I could definitely see a situation where Commanders do upset them, but I'm taking the Eagles. When sure. they played uh, the Bears, I believe... I think it was primetime. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron Rivera didn't even speak to his team yeah, at halftime. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't like. I don't believe in that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I'm not actually going to be betting on the Commanders anymore this year. I still believe in Sam Howell. Yeah. But just until Ron Rivera is removed, I, I can't take them anymore. You, so I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles as well. Um, this is going to be one of my locks of the week betting wise. Though they're giving the Eagles minus six and a half. Oh. I think the Eagles win this by like three touchdowns. I'm really? not, I don't even yeah. think the Commanders wow. have a chance in this game. I agree. I, I think the Eagles are just going to oh, come no, out. Man, the Commanders always have their number. I, I agree, and I said that even last time. I predicted them to even beat them the last game, and I was wrong. But it I might be a shootout, but you can that's a lock. I, I don't think that the Commanders have any dog in the fight, anything anymore. And Darius Slay's playing out of his mind. They just yeah. got Kevin Byard from yeah. Tennessee. I, this dude, this the Eagles whole locker room is going to be hype. Jordan Davis. I, I, think, I think the Eagles come out here on the road and make a statement. Make a statement and yeah. it's, it's a big one. Excuse me, taking some uh, H2O beverage right there. Um, we're going to be taking the next game here, predicting this one. The New Orleans Saints go to Indianapolis and take on the Colts. I think I'm going to take the Colts. <laughs> I'll take the Colts. I, I like Gardner Minshew right now over whoever they're going to start. So. I also like the Colts as well. But what, what, what are just mid-mid game? I'm not yeah. watching it. <laughs> no, I'm not either. Like, by by no means am I going to tune into this but game. I'm just so out on the Saints. I just wish AR was Colts. playing, man. What about you, me Brian? too. Another clean sweep. I'm going with the Colts <laughs> as well. The line on this game is dead even, which is crazy. Um, shout out to uh, Juju Brents, man. He got he got hurt in this last yeah. game against Cleveland. He's doubtful to play this weekend. I hope he, he plays better. though, right? Oh, he's he's a stud, yeah. dude. He's a second round pick. I forget out of where Northwestern. Um, I think it was something like that. No, Kansas State. Yeah, Kansas it was State. a purple school. Yeah, out of Kansas State. He's he's been balling out, man. He has a forced fumble, twenty tackles, a pick, three pass deflections. Wow. He's been living up to all the expectations, and he got he got a pretty nasty injury, um, and he's doubtful to play. But I just want to give a shout out to him. Hope he gets well oh, soon. Yeah. But yeah, this this is gonna be a snooze fest. And I think the Colts end up pulling it away in Indy. I agree with that. And the next game is a little tougher. Yeah, it might be for sure. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Pittsburgh, taking on the Steelers. I'm actually gonna go with the Steelers here because they're at home. Mike Tomlin. I, I think they're gonna scheme something up to stop that offense. I agree with you. I think the Jags are the. Uh, easy pick, but I think I think this is a game where the Steelers, just, they're a more experienced team overall. Obviously, Lawrence is better than Pickett, but they're at home. It's a yeah. tough crowd. I'm going with the Steelers. Five for sure. and two versus four and two. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's a good Both game. Teams are going to be five and three. If Pittsburgh wins. Teams. Yeah. It's in Pittsburgh as well. I'm still going to go with the Jaguars to win this game mm-hmm. though and come out on top and go to six and two. 
However, though, I am going to take the Steelers plus two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised they're giving Jacksonville minus two and a half. I think this is a game where Pittsburgh only loses by like one or two points on like a last second field goal or some shit like that. And it goes down to the wire. So I think I think Pittsburgh plus two and a half is a nice bet. But they could also very well win this game yeah. and that bet still covers, you know. Yeah. My prediction is going to be the Jags. But if I'm betting, I'm, I'm taking that, that spread in Pittsburgh's favor. It's going to nice. be a hell of a game, though. It's going to be cold. <laughs> The next game we don't even need to talk about: Houston versus Carolina in Carolina. Houston all the way. Number one number two overall pick. It's it's Houston. I'm taking the Texans. Yeah. It's it's Houston. Yeah, though. I'm going Texans as well. Yeah. It's in Carolina, but that's not going to be. Oh, it's seven. Shit. It's not going to be shit at all. Houston's, Frank Wright gave up play calling. <laughs> yeah, Houston's still favored by three on the road, and then they're coming here. They're going to win it by ten yeah, points. They're done. Uh, Good for you, Brandon. <laughs> The Patriots go to Miami in the next game uh, and take on the Dolphins, obviously. I'm going to take the Dolphins probably in this game. I'm sure the upset is trending it's towards liable. the Patriots. Yeah, it's, it's definitely liable to happen, but safe pick of taking the Dolphins for sure. I'm right there with you guys, but another situation like the uh, the last game we just did or the game before that, Miami's favored by nine in this. I think I think Patriots cover that. I think, yeah, I think Patriots and plus nine in this is one of the locks of the week. Yeah, I agree. So, another one of those games. I'm picking Miami to win, but Patriots Seven are Seven-point game or something like that. Six-point yeah. game. Then the next game is Atlanta traveling to Tennessee, taking on the Titans. Um, I'm going to take yeah, the Falcons. A shit game. I'm not watching it. No, I'm taking the Falcons as well, but, like, hopefully beat them, beat them to shits on them. Hopefully Henry's traded at this point. Hopefully Hopkins is traded at this point. Will Levis, what is he going to do? I don't, I don't Hopkins, know. go to the Lions, please. But, yeah, what about you, Brandon? <laughs> I'm gonna say fucking and pick Tennessee. Bro. Nice. Fuck. Will that okay. was his first start? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Dude, only dude, they're a home underdog. Yeah. And dude, this <laughs> this Falcons team is fucking ass. Yeah. But they're both ass. Though, There's yeah. really no reason that I'm picking the Titans other than just saying fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. But the home team, I don't like. I don't like picking against home dogs. You know what? Smith going back you, to Tennessee. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna switch my pick to the Titans because I got some people out there in Tennessee <laughs> there tuning go. in. You know, I'm going nice. to support the Tennessee people, team. I got some family nice. in Tennessee, too. My, my southern accent just switched on. They, just, they don't give two shits about the Tennessee Titans. No. Tennessee Vols. They only care about college football. But, you know, go Tennessee. Tennessee's a great place, great state. Go Tennessee. Beating Atlanta. Uh, but the next game uh, can uh, is, is equally a shit. The Vikings take on the Packers and then Lambeau. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings, honestly. Uh, I'm going <laughs> yeah. the Vikings as well. I, I want to take the Packers at home, but I just don't know. I think the Vikings are a better. Jordan, team. if Magoo is starting, the Packers. Oh, the Packers are winning every game. Yeah, like every start <laughs> that Magoo. Oh, it's a Super Bowl. Seriously, they're they're he's not, not losing. They're he's gonna Brock Purdy at times five. Oh yeah, like but he like instead of getting injured in the championship game, he's gonna beat <laughs> he's gonna beat anyone, and, and he's gonna take them to the promised land. But if he's not starting, which I'm not hearing any whispers <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> I'm taking the fucking Vikings here. What about you, Brandon? I'm going to go with the Packers in this one. As much as I ever hate taking the Packers, but another home underdog. They've lost three in a row, four of their last five. I haven't seen this out of Matt LaFleur. As much as I would love the Packers to lose, if I'm just using logic, I don't think they're going to. Or not so much logic, but just coming at it like that type of mindset, not letting my emotions make the pick. I just This is going to be one of those games, a one-score game. It's going to go either way. I don't think it goes in the Vikings' way this time. Aaron Jones hopefully should be coming back and healthy. He's been dealing with a tricky hamstring ever since week one. And the hamstrings are yeah, tough. They really are. Tough. But this this Vikings defense is really bad. The Broncos defense is really bad, and we saw what the Packers yeah, were able to do against that. So that's really concerning. But my pick's going to be the Packers in this one. But I'm not going to be watching it, touching it, <laughs> anything like that. Please don't. 
Um, then the LA Rams are going to be going into Dallas, taking on the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Rams in an upset here. Wow, okay. um, I think Matthew Stafford will outplay Dak and just maybe Puka or Cooper Cup just goes off. Like Trayvon I... Diggs is still out, so their number one corner is not there. Like Michael Parsons might eat, but you know St- Stafford's an experienced quarterback. Yeah, They'll develop a quick pass game. I think the Rams win this one. I, I I could see a situation where the Rams do win, but I think the Cowboys are just a little bit of a safer pick. They're at home, so I'm, I'm going to go with them. But I think it is quietly a good game, though. They are a safer pick, though. Yeah. I will say that. But how about yourself, Brandon? I really want to go with the Rams upset as well, but I think this is a game that, that I think this is a game the Cowboys pull through. I don't know if they cover that six point spread. I'm not gonna bet on it just because it's like right on that on that fine line. It's just a point away from a touchdown, so that's tough. But I'm gonna go with the Cowboys in this one. I'm not gonna touch anything betting wise, but it's gonna be one of the games of the week in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Might be. Um, the next game is the Giants um, taking on the incoming Jets. Both at home. Both at home, yeah. technically. There's no home field advantage, but I'm going to say fuck it. Take the Giants here. Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. How about you guys? I'm, of course, taking my team. I think uh, no Dan, there. Dan's probably not going to play. Keep again. Tyrod in, please. Uh, Andrew Thomas is getting ramped up. John Michael is coming back this week. Supposed, uh, he's supposed to, at least. A full O-line for Tyrod? Maybe we might see something good there. Well, Andrew Thomas, I don't know if he'll play this week. He's trending up, but yeah, keep Tyrod in for this game. It's a tough D-line. Tyrod doesn't have to deal with it probably more so than Dan does. So just keep Tyrod until Dan's just 100% clear for contact. And, of course, I'm going to take us. What about you, Brandon? I'm going to take the Giants as well, man. Yes, sir. All righty. Um, and then the Cleveland Browns take on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Ooh, that's a tough game. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think that they have a better defense, and I think that, honestly, with whoever they have a quarterback, they can somehow win if it's by the ref's hand or their own. KJ <laughs> Walker's been named the starter. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. He's, winning. He's going through it right now. He's going through it. PJ Walker, XFL guy. You know? I'm gonna go with the Seahawks since they're at home, but it's it's tough for me to do that. Um, I'm not confident in it. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm not. Yeah, it's I don't PJ know. fucking Walker. <laughs> what about Fuck. you, I'm going with the Seahawks in yeah. this game. Like I said, this is the 10 and 11 matchup in my power rankings. Gonna be another one of those, maybe not games of the week, but like good game. Good game. Like you're gonna enjoy watching that game. It's gonna come down in the last seconds. It's gonna be a hell of a finish. Hopefully not fucked up by some dumbass <laughs> yeah. refs. Some dumbass Sabres, but it is a trend, a very poor trend. That needs to stop trending. But I'm going to go with the Seahawks in this one. I'm not going to touch it betting-wise. Seattle's minus 3.5. The over-under is 38. If anything, I would maybe take that over. Yeah. I just see Cleveland covering the 3.5 at the same time, but Seattle's going to be my pick. And then the Game Chiefs. Of the week right here. Chiefs versus Broncos in Game Denver. Of the week. Yay. Three t- two times Broncos in three weeks. Be, Broncos have not been the Chiefs in like eight years. <laughs> So I think we can all just say Chiefs. Of course it's a 4 o'clock slot. I know, I know. So stupid. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. We all got Chiefs here? Yeah, of course. Sweet. Uh, Next game, the Bengals take on the 49ers in San Francisco. I just hope they don't have that Chiefs-Broncos game on the TV instead of the Niners. Oh, they will. Or the Browns-Seahawks. They probably will. They they will. Because Swifties. Um, But either way, they're going to travel. Taylor Swift's going to probably be there. You know, the entrance is going to be phenomenal. Um, Al Michaels, he refuses to cover her, thank hey, God. Goat. Goat, for real. You know he doesn't eat vegetables? It. He's never had a vegetable in his life. What the hell? Huh. I mean, that's weird. It's a weird yeah, fact. Odd, odd little fact, but I heard it on the Dan Patrick show. <laughs> it was really random. Then, like I said, the next game is the Bengals going into San Francisco, taking on the 49ers. I think the 49ers rebound, I believe, in Sam Darnold with this scheme. I think it'll be a fresh set of you know legs and arms. Sam Darnold has agility, sort of, and a decent arm. I think he'll be able to be utilized it's, and get the win. It'll be one of those games where they're at home, and obviously the Bengals don't have film on Sam Darnold right now. Obviously they have they haven't on film from 
his previous offenses, but he said it's his first start in this offense. Facts. Um, if uh, Trent Williams is in, and Debo's not playing, but if Trent Williams is in, I'll take the Niners. If Trent Williams is out, I think I might give the edge to the Bengals, but it's definitely a, might be a good game. Two, two, two potential Super Bowl teams. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Niners for sure, mm-hmm. though. I think they'll bounce back as well. I'll avoid the clean sweep, and I'm going to go with the Bengals. Okay. I think mean, the Niners drop three in a row. I think Joe Burrow comes in here and just lays his yeah, massive yeah. Johnson all over Candlestick Park. Or Levi Stadium, I'm sorry. Does, does Joe Burrow walk in, does he walk in gift-wrapped? Yes. That's all that matters. Hmm. He's winning, if that's there the case. Go. But I think Sam Darnold might be a little more gift-wrapped uh, on this particular evening. And he might come in and throw five touchdowns. I don't think they're just going to beat. I don't think they will with him. And um, I just... I think we're going to see the Shanahan offense fully at play here with a different guy. Oh, 100%, which is going to be fun to watch. I just I, I don't want the Niners to win, and then we hear more talk from the media about Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold. Is there a quarterback controversy in here? Blah, oh, we blah, will. Blah, you already know that, we will. But no, we won't because the Bengals are going to win. Book it right now. Bengals <laughs> plus three. Okay. Then the Ravens travel to Arizona. We all know clean that's going to be a clean sweep <laughs> for the Baltimore Ravens. Destroying the Cardinals, I imagine. Another Madden-type game for Lamar. Um, and then the Chicago Bears at 8.20 p.m. Sunday night, prime time, take on the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A. Both teams only have two wins, and I believe I'm going to take the Bears here because I just don't believe in Brandon Staley. I don't believe in Eber Blues, but Brandon is Staley is, is shit. Why is it Sunday night? Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, bro. It was just playing? No, but that's what it was supposed <laughs> to be. Like, that was supposed to be hyped up. Primetime, Justin Fields, Why Justin the fuck Herbert. They should have flexed this. Bro, Both but. teams are probably supposed to be like... Five and two, four and three at this point. You know, it's supposed to be a great early mid-season matchup. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Though. I think there's a little bit of a safer pick. But they are a safer the Bears, pick. I can see Brandon Staley just fucking up and bidding the Bears. Oh yeah, and that's what I'm betting on. I'm going with the Bears. You gotta go with your team, man. And also, I'm gonna bet this spread as well. I mean, the Bears are getting plus eight and a half. Wow. Come on now. Come on I think, now. I think, Vegas. I think it'd be like a touchdown. Come game. on now, Vegas. I'm betting the Bears to win. I'm betting that Bears spread as well. Lock it. Bear okay. down, baby. Okay. And then the Monday night game on October 30th, uh, the mean, LA Raiders go into Detroit and take on Jeff. the Lions. <laughs> shout out to Jeff. We're going to be talking about this at work, definitely. But I'm, I'm going to take the Lions, obviously. Yeah. Could be an interesting uh, game Jimmy for G's James. Back. Now, why, is this, why is this one on Monday night? That's right. The real yeah, question. yeah. What are these primetime games this week? Shit. This year. Shit. Shit. I mean, shit. Okay, this year. No, they have. I mean, at least for no, me, the Giants have been getting shit on every single week in primetime. <laughs> Denver's had too many primetime games. It's been a weird year for that, but we're all probably going to take the Lions here. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the announcement before we cap off this episode is definitely going to be Brandon's going to be taking helm on a uh, NBA series for the podcast. And Brandon, if you want to talk about it for a little second here before we cap this off. Yes, sir. So you guys sort of know where we're based out of. Our local NBA team is the Orlando Magic. I've been a big Magic fan my whole life growing up, and I'm trying to sort of dive into that fandom a little bit more and learn and appreciate the game of basketball more as a whole because, look, the Magic are an up-and-coming team. We have Paulo Bancaro, number one overall pick. Markel Fultz is there. Markel Fultz is playing like, not like a number one pick, but he's playing the best basketball of his career. Cole Anthony coming off the bench as a six-man at 20 points last night and the season-opening 30-point win over the Houston Rockets of all teams. Not a very good team there, but When do we expect the first episode? Coming up this coming Monday, because the show is going to be called Magic Mondays, presented by Tea Time Report. So Sweet. the goal is to get a Magic episode out every Monday for the foreseeable future for the, the whole NBA season. So That's going to be interesting. A lot of notes, yeah. a lot of stats, yeah, a lot of yes, players sir. to a cover. Lot. It's a lot. But uh, I know it will predominantly be 
probably a solo series, but if you ever oh anybody yeah. and everybody will be welcome on here. Yeah. basketball yeah. talk, man. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be great. Just trying to expand the show and expand the reach and just not only to the people out there, but amongst all of us. Yeah. Hell yeah, too, I was watching so. that Spurs Mavs game last night. You watched it? Yeah, I saw some bits and pieces. I had the Magic game on all night, but, but he, he, he uh, dude, went up to the hype. Bro, dude. Luca, Luca too, Luca. The 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 bet, the player prop for Wimbanyana last night, bro, was only twenty and a half combined points, rebounds, and assists. That's free. That's free. His money. first play, he blocked Kyrie like a crazy block. Like, okay, this is what he's about. <laughs> I would have put. I don't have a mortgage, but I would have put my mortgage on that. <laughs> if Wimbanyana getting twenty combined yeah. or twenty one combined points, rebounds, and assists, bro, and just to give you an idea, he finished oh, with. Yeah. 22, so he finished with right above oh, it. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, still, but yeah. either way, we're all excited to get that going. And make sure you do follow the Instagram, TikTok, and threads at Tea Time Reports. We'll definitely start a little magic, Orlando Magic Reel on Instagram, so you can stay up to date with some news and stuff like that. But, uh, Brandon and Logan, thank you for hopping on this NFL Week 7 Power Rankings and Recap episode. Make sure you guys tune in next week for our Week 8 Power Rankings and Recap episode. Really appreciate you guys for doing the NFL coverage here. And really appreciate everyone out there for listening. Take care, everyone.